Hello, everyone, and welcome to Mildly Heroic, the Pathfinder RPG podcast featuring the Iron Fang Invasion adventure. Let's begin. We're live. Welcome to the Mildly Heroic Twitch stream episode (laughs) 21, I think. Yes, that is correct. Yeah. The math checks out. We're in the 20s. It's a good feeling. Countdown to 25. Okay, you (laughs) hush over there. (laughs) Those are lost to the annals of time. Early I wish days. they weren't. Yeah, I wish I they wish weren't. They, they were so good. They were so good. There were some good episodes. Our crazy flight from Fandor. Oh man, that was intense. That was a really intense episode. Josh was moved to tears. We'll, we'll do something to discuss those. Our first PC oh, yeah. death. Yeah. Which let me just say, I killed a PC on Friday in our Rune Lords game. <laughs> It, it wasn't was, easy. Uh, it was barely your fault. I don't think I don't know that you killed a PC. I think <laughs> I, I I can't say what my true thoughts are <laughs> that resulted in that PC death. It's like well, I may let's... have just taken sixty-seven points of damage and I'm now at nine hit points. That doesn't phase me. Hey, power to him. <laughs> power to yeah. him, dude. That's yeah. a hero. I had no choice though. I was using a human bane weapon and this guy hated humans. So what was I supposed to do? <laughs> Turn and hit the rat folk? No. I, just, I thought it was funny. I was the only person <laughs> in that fight that wouldn't be affected by human bane. So <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, nasty. But to be fair, who actually likes rat folk? I mean, whoa, whoa, whoa! I, mean, hey. I, would, I would be careful of all those sorts of accusations. Both Shots in Pathfinder fired. and in Warhammer. <laughs> well, that is fair. They're that's pretty the, cool in yeah, Warhammer. Yeah, they're kind of cool. Yeah. Jason's rat folk is pretty cool. Enough about any of that. This this is something else, Sarah. You, yeah. you said you wanted to handle the recap, so I'll, I'll toss it back to you. Oh, no, I said I was going to do the intro. That's dumb. Oh, oh the intro. <laughs> I'm, right, just I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh, I don't even remember where we picked up last time. But we... Oh, did we pick up at the end? No, we were fighting that last alchemist lady. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes, so we fought her... And she was a stinker and tried to get us to run into the mines and blow up. But Nayari did enough of that on her own. She yep. probably hit three or four of those. Just missed perceptions and whatnot. <laughs> um, but we did eventually kill her and ended up looking over the camp and found Scarvinius's awful tent of torture. Gross. And um, did get some items from that and... Afterward, Nayari, being the brooding woman that she is, decided to come back to the caves by herself. And the other three went to go chase some goblins that had fled from the camp, seemingly heading to Feindar. And they were able to sort of catch up to them, but it seemed like something had already gotten to them. Some strange five-clawed humanoid, which was a magical beast or was not a magical beast 
So here is as to where we left off with that. My my theory on this because we don't technically know. We saw five fingered claws, which was indicative of a magical beast. Uh, it didn't look like anything that would be a regular animal would do. Then, however, we saw human or humanoid shaped bipedal footprints leaving mm-hmm. the scene. Now, mm-hmm. I don't know oh, if okay. that means that it's like a you know some kind of animal top human bottom situation or. If it's two creatures, I think that that's also a realistic possibility. But we were not able to ascertain what was reality. Because right. Right. the footprints disappeared. Yeah, that was the strange part. Is they went for a few feet, what, 10, 20 feet, and then just were gone? Essentially, think, yeah. yeah. Yeah, disappeared. Okay. Plane well, <clears throat> Yeah, so not sure what that was all about, but... I'm sure that it will come up later because it seems like a lot of description for something that just trailed off. After that mystery, the party returned back to the caves. Nayari talked to some of the survivors and found out about Theros leaving. She was disappointed as she felt she had insulted him and was looking to make amends, but now that would have to wait and see if their paths would cross once again. Once the rest of the party returned, let's just say a domestic dispute went down, and well, that's where we're at now. That's putting it kindly. I mean, let's let's just tell it like it is. Orin went down to the to the forge, apparently already pissy, looking for a fight. You know, he was looking for any excuse to throw hands. Orin, uh, no, Kining existed. And that was enough for Orin to think that he ought to fight her. That's to a little much. That's a little much. <laughs> no, that's, existing. that's exactly how I remember the story. Right. Shining right. was just there, existing, right. and you said right. she worships Droskar, she must she die. She deserves to die. That's right. exactly, yeah, that's exactly how that's, it went down. That's exactly what, yep. That's exa- yes. So, uh, we're all going to now kill Orin will be the yes. third of this session. Because yes. we don't tolerate that sort of behavior. Go ahead, yes. Roll for initiative. Yep. yep. Yeah. No. More <laughs> accurately speaking, though, the, the trigger of the drama is that Kining was in the forge, and obviously a forge is a holy place for worshippers of Torag. And after lots of uh, adventuring and feeling underappreciated, I imagine was a big part of it, this is kind of just the, the straw that was the last thing to break the camel's back, push him over the edge, and uh, a fight broke out because Kining, stubborn as ever, went back down either and we find ourselves here in yeah. that with Lee Fang escalating the violence unnecessarily he throwing hands yeah he's racist I mean it's fine he's half orc and he's racist it's fine correct and we had an amazing screaming match between yes. Niari and Warren Be- yes. amazing performance I want to give a, a shout out to Sarah I know you hate conflict but boy can you play it <laughs> yeah. Not well. No, that's about the extent of my arguments. They don't really make any sense. And that's not the your gods are part. stupid and you're stupid. <laughs> right. That's uh, not important. Okay. In every good screen uh, match I've ever seen or participated in, being right is not the most important part yeah. to win. Trust me. <laughs> also, I just noticed that I'm down hit points, and I don't know why. You're four hit points. Just, just. Do I'm it. sure. 
Yeah. Orin channeled right before we started yelling at each other. <laughs> yes, that is exactly what happened. <laughs> You're like, how do you like this with your stupid gods giving you full health? Giving you full health? Are they oh, stupid that- now? <laughs> that was funny. That was funny. Niari saying that the gods haven't helped them at all in this journey, despite Desna and Gorum literally yeah. being the only How literally that. bring you a gift? Yeah. From something like she justified her position and she yep. she's like you know Fun. she's like listen you know they may have helped me here and there but why are we in this situation at all if they care just fair just, you know you know ignorant. but you know yep. these these gods aren't omnipotent you know that's also true you know there's also lots of reasons oh the but... throwdown's happening here now yeah no it's happening downstairs <laughs> we just theater of the mind Oh, I have to refresh real quick. My screen went wonky. Absolutely. So I think oh. now maybe the time we toss it over to Jace. Question mark. Yeah. Anybody have final thoughts before we get into it? To anybody nope. listening in the podcast, it's about to begin. Oh. Hey, Jason. <laughs> okay. So, yes, you've basically summarized the situation that we are in. Uh, this is not really an initiative order but kind of an initiative order uh last we left off at the top of the round Li Feng had kind of been listening to Orin and Nayara yell back and forth and from his perspective there was no progress being made on either side and his patience was wearing thin and he decided that he would just take action and so he basically took both his hands and uh like made fists and just rammed into both sides of Oren's head right in the ears, landed two heavy blows. And Oren, I actually rolled the damage in chat to myself. Yep. Just start off with the damage, because why not? Yeah. You take 14 points of damage as his fists kind of cuff you in the ears, and you have this horrid ringing in your your, uh, head all of a sudden, which probably doesn't... uh, help orient yourself after the heated uh, yeah. fight with Nayari. All the blood rushing to your head and now suddenly getting hit on the side uh, of the head. So, I believe the way that the uh, order kind of went, it was Leafang, Orin, Kining. Um, I have it in my notes here that Aiden and Ulrit are basically at the top of that ladder leading down. Uh, that's a, like a 40 foot climb down, so if you guys like double moved and did accelerated climbing, the DC is so low that you could just do that. Uh, you'd get about 20 feet down, I think, in one turn, unless I'm calculating that wrong, which I could be. But regardless, it's going to be probably two rounds to go down uh, and actually get onto the level where everybody else is. But going into the next turn of this theater of the mind combat, it is Oren. Oren, you've just finished your little fight there and you've just been hit on the side of the head for a pretty substantial amount of damage. What are you going to do? Hmm. (laughs) Little fight, excuse me? How would I respond to being hit in the head by a half-orc? I can't imagine I'm happy. Oh no. 
<laughs> you are currently outnumbered. I, sure, I, but I mean, <laughs> I mean sure. yeah, but he, yeah, he's also mad. He's also, I mean, there's a lot of things that have gone wrong to get to here. <laughs> the least of which is being outnumbered in a fight. Yeah. So he's actually going to swing at Lee Fang with his Warhammer because he's he's pretty angry that Lee <laughs> Fang put his hands on him when he didn't escalate it to violence. Well, I mean, to be fair, well, he, he did. He Lee did. Fang he doesn't did. see it, it that way. It was a shoving match, so I mean, maybe we see it differently. But he's Gore's not using any ground. weapons. I had not attacked hand. anybody. I literally yeah. just grappled with Kai. Yeah. It was a shoving match. Yeah. I mean, well, Lee, Lee Fang never pulled the weapon on you. According to the rules, uh, grappling is an attack roll. Yeah, yeah but do we really see action. it that way? I mean, like, yeah. like, well, we're not really in like an actual combat here. I mean, I anyway. wasn't seeing it that way, but. Hey, maybe it's just difference of opinion, but I hey. mean, if I ran out on the street and started tackling a guy, would that be considered assault? <laughs> well, yeah, if it was a random person, sure. I suppose so. <laughs> okay, Jason. if it was someone you knew, it wouldn't be assault. <laughs> if it was know, a follower of Driscar. <laughs> yeah, if it was like if it was a Nazi, I mean, yeah, like I'd I'd probably be okay with it. I'd be like, you know what, I'm gonna let this happen. I'm gonna let this happen. <laughs> oh, I see. I see. Uh, I understand. I understand. Uh, Does the 26 hit? Yep, that'll hit. <laughs> Five points of damage. Okay. I will mark that down on my piece of paper here. <laughs> okay. And then Orin's just going to look at him and just say, Keep your dirty or half work hands off me. And then that'll be his turn. Okay. Oh, his racism is coming out. Well, I mean, I do hate orcs. <laughs> okay, next up it would be Kining. Yep. Trying to think what she would do. So you just dragged her out of the forge against she her just will. Runs back in. Yeah, she runs back in. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Against her will, she... I think she's just going to hold at this point. There's a lot going on. Uh, Li Fang has gotten your attention. Nayari's over there as well. Um, Actually, no. Maybe she will turn to Nayari and she'll say something like, You've done a fine job of picking your friends, haven't you? And uh, that'll be her turn. She'll just say something over to Nayari. Um, Goodbye, party cohesion. (laughs) And I must confess, I don't remember where Nayari's turn was in this order, but we'll just say she was at the bottom of the round. So, Nayari, how are you going to respond to all of this? Li Fang just clocked Orin, and then Orin just hit him with a hammer, and then Kining's kind of turning to you, remarking subtly, very subtly, uh, that she doesn't like your choice of friends. Oh man, why do I have to decide? Why am I involved? Um, <clears throat> I yeah, that's role playing, Sarah. <laughs> um, my hands are cold, I'm freezing. Same, dude. <laughs> I'm going to try to get in between Lee Fang and Orin. 
I don't know what that looks like in terms of actions. I don't know if it's like an overrun against one of them. Well, there is a reposition. Reposition. And that's clearly an attack of opportunity on Nyard. I'm kidding. No, it definitely 100% is. It's 100%. I am joking wholeheartedly. Or would never attack Nyard. She does not have the feat to uh, allow her to do that without provoking. Yeah, so yeah, it provoke an so... attack of opportunity if you'd like to take one. No. Is, is that Standard a uh, CMB uh, movement? Because it's a yes. combat maneuver check? Yep. It is a combat okay. maneuver check. Um, All right, let me just see. He is not one size category larger than you. Position. Is he presently grappled? No, the grappling was dropped. Yep. So she can't attempt to reposition. Yep. Okay. How would that work if he was grappled? Could you break the grapple up and reposition? I don't know, and I don't really want to think about it. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> I don't want to consider it. I, yeah. I, I, would, okay. I mean, you let it happen, sure, but I don't know what you would roll. I don't know. I feel like I'd, I'd force people to break the grapple first, but. Yeah. So, I think, honestly, though, I think that um, from the. Uh, verbal exchange that they had that she is raging. I was gonna say, are you raging? Yeah, she's she's hot. She's real angry. Are so. you going to cast enlarge person first? No. <laughs> In the cave? <laughs> no. Hits her head, is knocked out. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. But I will... I thought... Hold on a second. The way I have oh. them positioned in my head, you could probably burning hands all three. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I will for a thirty-one on a natural twenty. Crap. Whoa. Try so, to reposition I'm myself. Gonna have to reopen that. I didn't think I'd have to, but so uh, if your attack is successful, you may move the target five feet to a new location. For every five by which you exceed the DC, you can move them an additional five feet. Uh, that definitely beats his CMD, but I don't know how much it beats it by. Justin, does it beat it by 5, by 10? It's going to be a lot. I don't have a real high CMD. Let's see. Do you just, like, rose him into the wall? Kind <laughs> of. I think so. Yeah. I think she kind of yeah. rushes forward and just meaning to kind of break this up but also take out some anger that she's feeling. She just kind of, like, chucks him probably 10 feet into the wall yeah does she like dip her shoulder down and like push him back does she like grab his like his well, shoulder it wasn't, hands and rip it wasn't a bull rush maneuver so I don't know if I would have like shoulder down charge well, but well what I'm seeing here is that his CMD is yep 15 so you can move him he, she up can to slam 20 him. feet if yeah, you want slam, she can slam him into the wall you can take bludgeoning damage for I mean, collision. you don't have to move him 20 feet, but you can, with that roll, move him up to 20 feet, which is astounding. It is astounding. How do you <laughs> want to do this? Make it she cool, just Sarah. yeets him she in the She him up under the arm. <laughs> <laughs> under the arm. <laughs> <laughs> runs Throws away. him around. She, she runs away with him. <laughs> <laughs> Reposition me, will you? <laughs> Reposition. <laughs> <laughs> Channel, your I just imagine picking him up and running with me. <laughs> <laughs> Orn's legs are just kicking. 
back down! <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I think she's a little more forceful than she intended to be, but she's really angry and she's not thinking straight, which <laughs> she ever really thought straight, but um, she will basically... I don't know how exactly the reposition works, but I could see her, like, taking her arms and, like, flinging him back, like, 15 feet or however far it would be Mm -hmm. to get to a wall. And then she's, like, she yells out, ENOUGH! And then she, like, puts her hands out between them, and she's got her, well, she doesn't have her axe out, she just has her hands out right now. (laughs) Sammy! Okay. What does he say? He says, moody women. Just kidding, just kidding, just kidding. (laughs) Backpedal hard on that one, buddy. (laughs) So this definitely isn't how it explicitly works, but I think with flavor it fits. Uh, Oren, take five non-lethal damage from getting hit into the wall. Yeah. Oh, I was thrown into a wall. I feel like... I feel like that fits Check. the situation. Her being able to throw you 20 feet back, you uh, hit against the wall like your head hits. The, it's not lethal damage. It's non-lethal. Um, but you uh, kind of hit your head on the wall a little bit, uh, and Nairi comes between the two of you and just shouts out enough. Uh, is there anything else that you want to say before your turn ends this round, Nairi? Or is, mm. is that about what you want for now? No, I'm just holding my position between the two of them. By that logic, okay. Chase, I, I, I guess I was wondering, uh, was Lee Fang's punch lethal or non-lethal? It was lethal. Okay. Ooh, wow. <laughs> okay. Yikes. Yikes. I'm the, and I'm the monster! <laughs> you did use a weapon against I, After the fact! <laughs> so, top of this next round, we will say that Aiden and Ulrit... I assume you guys are both going to start climbing down. Uh, You could shout out something as well if you wanted, because you're definitely within earshot of this at this point. No. Just running down. Aiden's not saying anything. He is just booking it down there, trying to figure out what's going on. Um, The the, uh, LaRosa, Tidell, and Aubryn are about a round behind you. They get to the top there. Next up, we have Lee Fang. So Lee Fang is just kind of like put his hands down. He's still kind of seething. He's breathing heavily, and um, he will say, I'm "Trying to think what how he would react to all this." There's a lot of reactions going on here. <laughs> yeah, the DM gets the role play a little bit today too. Yeah. Right? As long as that dwarf stays down, then so will I. The moment he comes over here again, I will knock him right out. And that will be his turn. Next up, it is Oren. So a bit dazed, because, you know, he was punched in the head and then thrown against a wall. 20 feet. For essentially pushing Kining. Seems like you're a really overreaction. But... I think you're underplaying this more than you <laughs> but realize. That's all right. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine thrown 20 feet into a wall, punched in both ears for shoving someone. No, but seriously, uh, Orn's, Orn's done, guys. He, um, that's, that's a final straw. Naihari shoving him into a wall, that's, that's it. He's not angry anymore. He's, he's saddened by it. And that's, 
that's what his face is going to show. That he's a little shocked and a little a little saddened. Um, In what way? What, what saddens him? You want to show us a little bit of light into what's going through his head? Yeah, so I mean, in his mind, the way he sees it is, you know, he's he's been with, with Nayari from the start. It's been a, a heck of a few days. I mean, starting in Feindar all the way through, you know, he's he's made his position clear and and his his demand is essentially that he just doesn't want Kinding in the forge. He I, I from his perspective, he didn't he didn't elicit violence. You know, it was it was him grappling with Kinding to get her out of the forge. He thinks he made that pretty clear, made that argument clear in the last shouting match with with Nayari and uh, after seeing Li Fang attack him and then Nayari charging and, and slamming him into a wall Do you think he feels betrayed? Yeah a little bit a little bit, I mean he didn't he didn't resort to violence, you know, he didn't raise his weapon first, you know, he was punched in the head for you know, whatever we want to call it, 14 points of damage, but that's not an insignificant amount, you know? I imagine a little bit of blood's coming out of his ears at 14 points of damage. Oh, surely, yeah. Yeah, surely. He's bleeding from his ears, and now he was thrown 20 feet into a wall, you know, hitting his head. And yeah, it's not it's not uh, not lethal, but yeah, he's, he's saddened by this. He's not enraged by that. He's saddened by it. The way he know? says it, he didn't do anything wrong. No, no. Does he still think that? He doesn't think at all. The thought, like, wow, I can't believe I did something that caused that reaction on Niari. There's no self-reflection going on at the moment. No, not in this moment. No. No. Why would he? I mean, right. in this moment, I doubt. He, he might later, but, but no, in this moment, no self-reflection. Um, right. It's not like he feels bad that he pushed Niari to that and this surprises nope. him. He just feels betrayed. Like, he can't, he can't believe... It's beyond no reckoning would, for him. Right, that no one would take his side. For for going through all that they've gone through, you know, we're, we're talking Feindar, we're talking Gristledown, we're talking the Red Jaw camp, you know, and everything in between. You know, all the stuff with Illica, and that essentially he would be thrown against the wall. I mean, that's... No, all that done. shared experience didn't purchase any loyalty. Right, and that probably hurts, or or any moment of hesitation that maybe maybe he's right, or maybe I should hear him out more, de-escalate things in a different way, you know. Right. But I get it; she's a barbarian. No, Justin gets it that she's a barbarian. Right. Orin and her have never seen eye to eye on that kind of thing. You know, he's more the divines, and she's more you know primal, primal, raw raw power kind of mm -hmm. thing. Um. So you know, Orin. He's gonna, he's gonna put his weapons away, and just kind of hunch his shoulders. And, and Jace, I don't know where, where. Do you mind moving us to the other layer? I'd like to get a feel of where we're actually at in that, in that, that. Yeah, time. about. If you don't have the map, yeah. If you don't have the map, that's fine. Give me a second. Um, <laughs> he's so like about that. I, uh... I deleted it. I deleted that. I uh, did. I... There's a giant dragon down there now. And uh... yeah. <laughs> he's like, let me clear out all the hobgoblins that were down there. Just, you know. Let me just make that semi-dimensionally accurate, and then I'll move you over there. It's gonna look. 
funky. Yeah, I mean the squares are one hundred percent not going to line up. Yeah, funky, funky. Oh, well, I don't think that fog of war was super important. Let me let me get they rid line of that. up perfectly. There's that. Sammy Sammy Miami says this scene reminds me of the old Pooh Bear video when Rabbit told Tigger never to bounce again. <laughs> <laughs> it's so sad and dejected. I can see it. I think what is an interesting perspective to consider is uh, like um, some notion of pride or honor. Like when you said you felt betrayed and Andrew brings up being disrespected. I think that that's something that's probably chiefly important to Oren. And I think that that's, that's something that we haven't explored yet with this group because most of them don't really care about that kind of stuff so much, right. especially Nermothis. I was going to say in Nermothis, it's true freedom. <laughs> you know, so it's, <laughs> do whatever you want. Do whatever. What? Hedonism. You're it's all hedonists. A, he a hedonistic <laughs> paradise is how I like it. Out of here. It. <laughs> okay, so you see the map now. You see all the tokens. Yep. Um, I'm using the same token I had for Sir Dehudwal as Lee Fang because I don't have a different one. Uh, <laughs> so that's why uh, I'm, so I'm, I'm thinking that, like, so. you were right right in uh like this spot here between that's exactly where i was thinking yep. and then yep. she just kind of flew you back 15 20 feet i was into thinking that wall. i was okay. kind of yeah, over that, here because i was coming from this direction so yep. i would have like come this way and then flung him over so uh oren's gonna just with really really sad eyes i mean saddened by by what's happened um gonna look at nayari and just say you know I I expected better from you. And just let's see here. Yeah, that's not gonna go over well, I am afraid. <laughs> He's on the move. Hi. Nope. Who's on the move? Warren. Oh. He hasn't moved for me. He's just plotting out. He's not gonna oh. run. He's not going to run, but he will move in towards there. Okay. That's Oren's turn. He just is going to walk. <laughs> he starts walking off in the direction deeper into the caves. Kining is going to stand there probably for another round, just kind of like looking, waiting, kind of like listening to his footsteps recede into the distance so there. is she shocked at all at the events or does she kind of expect that behavior from a follower of Torog? What's her insight into that, do you think? Mm. Jace? Because like the last time we've kind of had those interactions, she's always been like, oh, you're just a typical you know, follower of Torog. You're just a typical dwarf from the Sky Citadels. Like, so is she surprised at all by Oren's Roll a retroactive behavior? sense motive for Oren. Okay. Okay. With an eleven, it it she doesn't have she didn't have like a look of shock or anything on her face. Like I can't believe that this is happening. Um, <laughs> but you're not sure if to what degree she was expecting this or if the the level at which this animosity came might have been surprising to her. You're not 
100% certain, or at least Oren's not. It's uh, It didn't look like she was caught totally off guard, necessarily. Okay. And then that's my, that's my turn. Earthquake! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, her turn, she's not going to really do anything for now. She's just kind of watching how things play out. Uh, not sure what's going on exactly at this point anymore. Uh, Nayari, what are you going to do? I'm just going to hold for now. Okay. Nayari holds. Top of the next round is when Aiden and Ulrit would both climb down at roughly the same time. They'd get down here. They'd see uh, Li Fang standing there, a bit of a bruise on his side where he was hit with the, the hammer. Um, Kining looks a bit disheveled as she was kind of moved out of position and was like wrestling. Her up hair's there. messed up. Her hair's messed yeah. up. Um, and uh, Nayari's face is just red with anger. What are you guys doing as you get down here? See this scene? Orange nowhere to be seen. Real quick, I'd like to also point out that uh, Kining has a very Karen haircut. Okay, <laughs> it um, is very Karen. Maybe we should just take that into consideration. As I'm kidding, <laughs> it, it, it is very Karen. I'll, I'll accept that. She wants to speak to Orin's manager. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> she 100% would too. <laughs> <laughs> the more I look oh at it, the more true it is. <laughs> no, she wow. wants to speak to Orin's wow. manager. She, she, so her personality and, and everything, she 100% would do that. <laughs> she would. She would, she would walk straight up. <laughs> um, Ulrit would just be looking around, uh, observing everybody's faces, and, uh, you know, just ask, Well, what happened down here? I heard a raucous. I thought maybe y'all, y'all were having some sort of sporting or game happening, but this doesn't look good. Can he sense motive? Can I get a. Sure, yeah, you can try to get a feel for the room. I also would like to try to read the room as he comes down. I want to see how much he can gauge without having to speak. Okay, so we have a 22 for Ulrit and a 21 Natural for Iden. Natural 20 for Iden. Nice. Okay, so both of you get down here and you're kind of reading the room. And like I said, you see Li Fang has a very, very recent bruise on his side that he's kind of favoring a little bit. Uh, Kining is disheveled and uh, Nyari is just red-faced with anger. And you can both pretty much piece things together fairly quickly. Um, we know about it, their relationship and their differences. Yep. You know Kining was almost certainly in the forge. You know Oren has uh, issue with Kining or has in the past. Aiden especially would know that at least. Um, it doesn't take very much to get a pretty decent grasp of what's going on. Oh, it looks like you engaged in some fisticuffs. I would have liked to get in on that. Whoever's up next, I'm in. Uh, I gotta figure out how much Aiden's grown up. Lee Fang will <laughs> Lee Fang will respond to that, and he'll say, "What if you're that eager, you can still catch up to the fool." And he just points to the doorway that Oren left. Nayari, as soon as there's an opportunity, she's going to go back up the ladder. 
Okay. Aiden uh, is going to be unfortunately mean. Uh, he'll say. I'm not raging anymore, by the way. <laughs> Shut up, Ulrich. This isn't the game. And he's just gonna kind of pace over this way. <laughs> this is real life. <laughs> <laughs> On, uh, she's passing by. Or it's Fraternity! gonna ask. Uh, she's passing ah! by. Or it's gonna ask ask Nayari. Did you and that half orc over there get into some kind of scuffle? Justin, what's that reaction? Or it could have totally looked at Nayari and said, I thought I had a friend in you! <laughs> Why? It's better. It's better this way. Nope, it's better this way. You guys no, here down the hall. And she would have said, you he's are a sad, that. strange little man. Oren's echoing I voice. I a friend in you! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anyways. <laughs> Missed opportunities. Nayari just looks at Ulrit and her face is still red and she's breathing heavily and she's not raging anymore and she'll just shake her head and then she's going to go up the ladder not say a word. Okay. Delete you from the map. <laughs> Orin is continuing. Okay. Orin is continuing. Oh. Oh, oh he's going. Oh yeah, he's he's determined. Lee Fang will uh, respond to Ulrit and say She and I didn't have any issues It was your dwarf friend What? I didn't give kind of like a nod um, as if to say I'm sorry or something and it's gonna go Pacing after that way. Okay. Oh, and good. then he repositions Orin into the wall as he goes <laughs> by. No, I think Orin's already gone. Probably. I went, I went check down that way. He's checking back, back here, like Veld's room and this part of the caves. And and Veld had already come out, hadn't she? No, she's yeah. still in there. Oh, I was okay. joking that she would come out and put you all to sleep. <laughs> put us didn't. all to sleep. <laughs> you open the door and there's just smoke that just comes <laughs> wafting out. Yeah, and you're just circling around the areas. You don't see Orin anywhere. You go into that. You don't see Orin anywhere. Uh, you do see smoke coming out of Veld's room. But that's not <laughs> is this Veld's room or is this Veld's room? Veld's room is the, like, the inner sanctum. Like The <sighs> furthest point from anybody in this place is her room. I'm going to have to do it. Uh, well, <clears throat> well, I'm I'm sorry to have to talk to you, but is Orin there? Uh, no, it's just me. <laughs> right, right. I- I'm going. It's just been me all day. I, I understand. I- I'm sorry to bother you, Bill. Okay. <laughs> Feld is the best. As, as he leaves, he shouts out. Uh, <laughs> he's like, thank you for coming here. You're welcome. <laughs> Remember, everybody, for this live stream drinking game, there's Veld's no, so take a shot or a sip of water. No. <laughs> 
Uh. She coughs a lot as she uh, as you walk away. And he's like pushing away the smoke. It's like, what is she doing in there, man? <laughs> Vape nation, bro. Vape nation. <laughs> um, so, Orit, what are you doing over there? Orit? Orit. Orit. Orit's uh, oh, still holding, by the way, the bottle of wine he had upstairs, and he's going to walk over to uh, Kining and um, shoot. His name just lost. Just lost. Lee Lee Fang. Lee Fang. Thank you. Um, and uh, he's gonna hold it up to them. And he's like, "Hey, you look like you're smarting a bit. Here, have some wine. Tell me what happened." Li Fang will look down at you. Um, he's probably twice your height. I don't know how how tall Ulrid is, um, but he's probably twice he's your height. He's three foot two. <laughs> hey, maybe not twice, but close to it, probably. Um, he takes uh, the drink and he just takes a swig and he. Just kind of sighs and he says, Well, I'm not entirely sure myself, but I heard a scuffle over here and I came running in and all I saw was that dwarf was manhandling this lass here. Um, which, Ulrit, you probably would find funny because, you know, given ages of half orcs and dwarves, Kining is certainly older than him. Uh, <laughs> and he's addressing her very differently. Um,. Kining just kind of uh, grunts and says, I, he was trying to force me out of the forge here. Thought he owned it or something. Typical Torag. Thinks they own everything that Droskar does. Then she just starts walking back into the forge. Hearing that. She like, oh, go ahead. She, says, she looks at the what she had been trying to craft before this happened. It's cooled off a bit now, and she's just gonna have to start all over now. Hearing that, um, and given his knowledge of religions, I imagine, I, I imagine I don't have to do a knowledge religion to for, I imagine for Ulrit to know enough about Toreg and Droskar to understand the animosity towards each other. What do you, out of curiosity, what do you get if you take 10 on knowledge religion? Um, I mean, I have, I can take 10, uh, because of my lore master trait anyway. Are you high um, enough level for that yes, already? Yes, at 5th level, the bard becomes a master of lore and can take 10 on any knowledge skill check that he has ranks in. And I have, I think, 5 or 6 in knowledge religion, so I would imagine I would know that anyway. I'm just curious what the, what your result would be if you took 10 on it. 15? Yeah, okay. Uh, with a 15... You have a, a basic understanding of Torag. He's one of the main deities. It's not, it's not hard to come across information about him. Uh, and you also have a pretty basic understanding of Droskar and their relationship as being one of um, animosity. Um, Droskar kind of sees Torag as hypocritical, and Torag uh, detests many of the um, aspects of Droskar, such as his willingness to abide by slavery or enforce slavery uh, as well as um, his willingness to just kind of take work when it needs to, like, from other people. Um, he just, basically, he has the temperament of, I'll get it done however it needs to be done. He doesn't really care about the means. Um, 
So you know that there's a, a conflict between those two deities. Ah. Uh, oh, I see. That makes sense. And so he'll just uh, be standing there and just listening to them, I guess, recounting what happened. Yeah. And unless you, like, continue the conversation, once Li Feng has explained it all, I mean, Kining's going back into the forge. Uh, once Li Feng has explained it all, he kind of just sighs and he says, I think I'm going to go up for a bit. starts making his way to the ladder. So, during that time, after talking to Veld and checking everywhere, I think as he passes by here again, the uh, realization of the only place Orin might be dawns on him. And uh, I'll go ahead and take a survival check to track, if possible. Okay. I am not, however, in my favored terrain, nor is humans my favorite enemy, so I just have 10. Can you take 10 on a survival? Sure. 20. Let's see. This would be considered hard ground, which makes the base DC 20, but oh, no, really? no time has passed. There's no other conditions stopping it. Was he, he making any it? effort to conceal his path? <laughs> I... I can't imagine that he was. I can't imagine. Maybe. Um, I think I don't he has think a there's high any survival. I mean, he could if he was moving at half speed. Um, if he wasn't making an effort to like disguise his tracks, I don't think there's any modifiers that would change it from a DC twenty. Me neither. I can't think of anything. Uh, so you you see tracks going in that direction. Uh, how far? Like, are you following them or? Well, I, I think it's kind of like, you know, the movie scene pans and you see Aiden's, like, reaction to that information. Is I think he kind of suddenly realizes it as, and then he knows exactly where to look as he just sees the the trail go in until it's too far, it's too dark into it to see. And uh, the dark lands just, it gets black and black. He'll pull out his iron torch, you know. And it will start floating above his head and all the way to the edge of the light. There's no Orin, and it just looks like an endless way. I mean, they've walked down this one before. He knows how long it stretches in a straight line, and it just looks endless. And, you know, he knows that chasing after him might be an effort in futility. I mean, he could catch up, but then can he convince Orin to come back? Can he convince him to find the way? And if he can't, can he find his way back? He's never navigated underground before, not really. He said some spelunking, but nothing like this. Roll a perception check as you start looking down this uh, tunnel. Start make, maybe taking a few steps in. Yeah, he does. He takes a few in. He's got the torch out, or the stone. Uh, right at the edge of your vision you see something on the ground it looks like a small parchment get a little bit closer looks maybe like yeah like a as you get closer it looks like a journal of sorts some sort of book 
He walks towards it, you know, picks it up. The flame floats around the back of his head as he slowly opens the first page. You see this is one of Oren's books. Uh, Justin... Okay. Um, Whispers in chat, I assume? (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Secret secrets! You see in this book are listed all of the grudges that Oren has. Oh, his book of grudges? The attack on Feindar. There's Gristledown, as mentioned. Uh, I believe that um, the centaur York you have you fought with, he's mentioned. Yep, he's on mine too. Yep. <laughs> There's a, a list of all of these grudges here, and as you're flipping through the pages, you get to one of the most recent pages, and you see uh, a note kind of written in there, um, and it just says, "Leaving to find my way home. I wish you all luck and the best." As he reads in disbelief and he just looks down, he'll shout down the tunnel. I hope you find your way, Orin! As it echoes down the chamber. He don't he doesn't think it'll carry it the whole way, but okay. Niari's name isn't in the book. Nope. Speaking of Nayari. Well, you know, I don't want to blow out people's eardrums. <laughs> no, I meant like from Oren because he stumbled into something in the Darklands. You just hear. Whoa. I was going to say, you see Oren running back with a horde of something chasing him. I made a mistake! Or, or I could hear Take him like, 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 Even with dark vision, I stumble my dark toe. <laughs> can't see down here it's all black and white it's just (laughs) so skipping back to Nayari who had climbed up the ladder while all of these conversations had happened Nayari you get to the top and uh, standing pretty much right in front of you is Auburn, Lerosa, and Tydell with very worried expressions on their face because they still don't have any idea what's going on Uh, so you get up there and Auburn kind of steps forward and and she says uh, Nayari, what, what's go- what's going on? I don't. There's noises coming from down there. What, Li Feng was shouting. What's happening? I don't know for certain, but when I came, I just saw Orin and Kining going at it, and Li Feng stepped in, and it escalated to a fight. And I don't know. Orin left towards the deeper tunnels. I I don't know. Auburn kind of like looks to the other two and nods down towards the the ladder and they kind of rush down to start climbing down to see what's going on and she stays up there with you and she says is is everything all right down there is you said there was a fight or is are they hurt what 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 was it like when you came up I think everyone's fine I don't know. Apparently he can take care of himself with his god magic. Alright, well, I... 
I'll go. I'll go take a look. Uh, we'll see what's going on and uh, see if we can't calm everything down and, and figure out what to do about this. Thank you. Thank you for your information. Uh, and she kind of still worried expression uh, cuts short the conversation and starts heading down herself. How does that go? How how easily can you get down a ladder with a peg leg? I mean, I think her... I don't know what she, what they gave her for climb. Does she just, like, fire... Like, in a firehouse? Like, like she just zooms down? She, like she, has a, pole? she has a plus four climb, so... Huh. She can, she can do it. I, I could probably go up and down a ladder with one leg, so... Probably the same. I mean, I'm just thinking more of it getting in the way is the only thing. You just hold you it just, out just like you would an, a leg, right? I maybe. Think, right? Maybe. I don't know. I've never tried it. I'll try it tonight. And is this like a... Well, this isn't really important at all, but just for my mental image, is it like a static, like fully wooden ladder or is it like a rope ladder? No, it's it's like carved into the wall. Oh, so it's like a stone. I see. Okay. In the wall. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. It's not like a natural ladder or anything. It's it's part of the wall itself. I was picturing like a rope ladder that's like not very firm on the... Okay, that makes more sense. For all intents and purposes, it's like an actual ladder just carved into the wall. Gotcha. (laughs) Uh, What are you doing, Nayari? You're up there alone. Where are you going? I'm going to find Ilika. Okay. She's two rooms down. You find her pretty quickly. Ilika, I've made up my mind. I'm not staying here. I think we should go. She kind of looks at you like her eyes go wide a bit. She says, I, that was, that was fast. Um, I know we were talking about that, but I didn't think you'd come to a decision so quickly. Well, I think now is the perfect time to go. We won't have to answer any questions. I, I mean, all right. I I can get my things together. I, I've, I'm ready to go whenever. Where where are we? Where do you think we're going? Are we heading back home, or are we going somewhere else? I don't know. For now, I think it's probably best to try to go to a city, and then we can regroup and think about what to go from there. Where to go from there? But. We have to get through the forest first, so that's our main priority. Alright, well, I I can see if I can borrow a map from somebody before we leave, but I, I like I said, I'll, I'll go get my things ready. And you can tell that, like, she's kind of excited because she's been wanting to leave for a while, uh, because the longer that, from her perspective, the longer that they've that you and her have stayed here, the, the more danger you've put yourself in. <laughs> So she's kind of relieved that you're ready to leave. She's like, oh, maybe we can go somewhere that isn't constantly dangerous. Um, <laughs> we just have to get through the constantly dangerous forest first. Yeah. yeah. Not so, to role play an NPC, but I think at least like projecting my own feelings, she probably feels like conflicted about absolutely this is what she wanted to happen all along, but she also probably feels like she wants to make sure this is the decision Niari wants to make and not just something she's making in emotion but probably just really wants to leave a lot more, you know? But that conflict might be there, I think. I think Ilika has a sense of two things. One, whenever Nayari sets her mind on something, it's really hard to convince her otherwise. Uh, and two, I don't think she wants to convince her 
right. necessarily. She's definitely going to take some time to go and talk to Rina, who had been caring for her, and kind of talk to her about things. But she's going to get her stuff around, and, and she's she's already made peace with leaving. Um, so Nayari, you get your things around. Ilika gets her things around. Uh, all of these conversations are happening down below. Are you leaving right away, mm-hmm. or...? Yep. Okay. Without a goodbye? Most of the people who would stop you are down below trying to figure out what's going on. Or it would have um, so, gone upstairs again with Lee Fang. By the way, I was going to mention that earlier, but I don't know if that makes any difference. Okay. If he would have seen uh, I leaving I about the timeline... About the... I think I'm... If I have the timeline right in my head, I think you'd get up there pretty much as Nayari and Ilika are nearing the end of their packing phase. Yeah, because uh, she went up before. Yeah, because they went up, had that conversation, would have started packing their things. You finished your conversation, Lee Fang headed up. If you go up with him, then you'd probably see them uh, packing their bags. Seeing them packing up, then I guess Ulrit would approach them and you know, ask Nayari. Oh, are we ready to go out on another adventure right now? I don't think you want to come with us, Ulrit. We don't have any intention of returning. Oh? Where are you going? I don't really know. But I just know that I can't stay here anymore. Was that altercation with Orin that bad? was pretty bad and it made me realize that my presence here does more harm than good I think you know in the stories of heroes I've collected over my travels there's always a moment when they come to doubt themselves they wonder if they really have what it takes to save those around them. And they tend to be the ones to judge themselves the harshest. I'm not telling you what to do, lass. <laughs> you obviously know what you're doing, but could it be that maybe the one you doubt, who doubts you the most is yourself? You've kept these people safe so far. I don't know about that. I'm pretty sure that it could have been done without me. Someone else would have stepped up, I'm sure. Well, I can assure you, as long as it's up to me, history will not remember it that way. Well, be kind to us, Ulrit, in your stories. Remember the good things. That's my job. Apparently it started raining in the caves. So better I get out now. I was going to say, the caves are flooding. So. <laughs> no, I think it's quickly got the outside. It, it, it was good ambiance. It, really, it set the mood. It transitioned well. If I didn't want to be super cliche, it would suddenly start raining outside. 
Yeah, no, it, no, it is raining outside. I think that's what happened. It's raining outside. You lead into the tropes. They depart in the rain. Um, Classic. <laughs> okay. So, Aiden, you are down in the corridor still. You've just shouted out a farewell to Oren. By the time you do that, I imagine you start making your way back to the original room. Um, You meet up, and in that room you see Lirosa, Tidell, and just coming off the ladder is Aubryn. They're kind of looking around. None of the people who are relevant to this conversation (laughs) are in the room anymore. Um, So they see you, and Aubryn steps forward, and she says, Aiden, I'll confess, I've got no idea what's going on. Everybody seems to be freaking out about something, and I don't I don't know what the details are. What's happening here? I heard that Oren went off on his own. There's some kind of uh, struggle with Li Fang and him and Nayari and Kaining, and I, I don't know what's going on. Do you have any information? Who's still in here? Uh, just you. Uh, I'll get Ulrich and Li Fang out. Just you, Larosa, Tidell, and Aubryn, and then Kaining is in the adjacent room. Those are the only ones of you still on this level. Aubryn, you know as much as I do. I just got down here myself. Orin has gone to the Darklands. I saw that. And he kind of holds tightly the Book of Bridges he has now. Well... I'll confess. I don't know if maybe as a dwarf if he knows the Dark Lands better than I do, but it seems to me like a foolish decision. And you said you handed her the the book? No, or, he has it. Just, oh, just, you just showing it? No, he just kind of like clutched onto it. Okay. He's holding on it, you know. He kind of wore it tightly. I'll be creased the spine, poor book. She just kind of starts shaking her head and she says well let's hope his faith in Torag is strong enough to keep him alive down there at least because I don't think we're going to be able to get him back out of there Aiden gives a deep sigh I've known Orin to be a lot of things stubborn and foolish but never a fool I don't know what will happen to him. But it is right what you said. We cannot go after him. And he has made his choice. It kind of like changes gears mid-conversation as he realizes that La Rosta and Tidell are also there. He kind of, there's like a, a moment's pause as he's looking how to say what to say next, but he's what is the morale of the rest of the camp? Well, until just now, it was quite good. Uh, you had all made it back and said that you'd taken care of the camp. Everybody was in pretty high spirits. Uh, currently, uh, nobody really knows what happened, but I think there's going to be a bit of confusion trying to explain this incident 
Uh, and she kind of like rubs her neck like she's suddenly become exhausted and she's like <laughs> I uh, I think we'll manage but I don't I don't rightly know how to explain this to everybody there might be some questions on where Orin is I think Aiden is thinking about confronta- past confrontations with Li Fang, who he had sympathized with, and, you know, keeping other things hidden. And he is going to advocate that we don't do that again, basically. And he's going to start to think. I don't know how we let everyone know, but Orin is gone. I know that this isn't popular idea, Oberyn. But I am beginning to think that we have to have something, someone who keeps us unified. And and I know... He's struggling to find a way to say what he's trying to say. We can't have everyone acting on their own will. I know that we fight for freedom, but if we want that life, we have to act as one. And I have seen lately that it is not easy for everyone to do that. She breathes in pretty deeply and she kind of looks to Larosa and Tidal and she says, why don't the two of you go check on Kining, make sure that she is all right. Uh, see if see if you can do anything to calm her down. And they both nod and kind of head over to the other room. And she sighs and turns back to you, Aiden. She says, I'd agree that at this point we might need somebody to take on a bit of a leadership role here. Otherwise, I get the feeling that people are just going to start scattering off doing their own thing and we're going to be in a worse state than when we started this I just don't know who that person should be at this point he shakes his head I do not know either Obrin I know you have said before that you do not want to I I can keep the people together. I think that is, that is something that I can do. But as far as leading them and giving them a goal, I don't know so much about that. As I said, I'm, I'm not much use in combat anymore. I'm not much use scouting out the area. Best I can do, I think, is just soothe people's emotions and console them, try to get them to look on the bright side of things. And that's what I've been doing while you guys are out. Uh, Doing what you need to do out there, out in the dangers of the forest. And who knows, maybe maybe things will get better from this from this point on. If you've taken care of the camp, maybe maybe this is just one last struggle that we have to overcome, and then things will get better. I don't know. 
He nods. I should go talk to Niari. I think that we will be able to come to a decision together. And uh, I'll kind of give a nod as he climbs up the ladder. Okay. You start climbing up the ladder and you can hear behind you as Auburn kind of looks in the direction of where Oren would have left. You can just kind of hear her say faintly under her breath, He's in the hands of Torek now. And then she'll start going off to talk to Kining. But you make it up to the top, and at this point, I would say Nayari and Ilika have probably finished packing. Uh, they probably didn't have a whole lot to pack to begin with. Their conversation is likely over. Um, I didn't you kind gone, of. Honestly, already. I didn't you well as you get to that room. And you could pretty quickly notice that Nyari and Ilika are not there. And if you ask anybody there, they'd basically just say they left, like, you missed them by a minute, like they just left. Um, so it's up to you on how you want to handle that. Oh, I'm conflicted. Oh. Missed them by a minute, you're saying? Yeah, like, you could totally catch up to them. Yeah, he's gonna run after her. Okay. Nayari, are you and Ilka making any effort to hide your tracks, or are you just, like, leaving? We're just leaving. Okay. Uh, Joshua Survival, oh, uh, it's a much lower DC than it was for Oren. I'm sure you'll be able to hit it. I, I say, do you want me to roll again, or...? Yeah, just roll again. I just want to see what you roll. Ah, Sarah. <laughs> Sorry, Favorite. I hit the button on my mouse that makes the page go back. So All good it happens. Favorite terrain. I'm coming. Forest. And here we are. Plus twelve to this roll now. Okay. Plus half the level of the track. Yep. I forgot about that. Yep. So with in excess of thirty you easily spot their tracks and you can catch up to them less than a minute. It's very quick for you to, to spot them and uh, track them down. He shouts out her name. Niari! Whatever, however far away he is. is there are you hear Aiden's voice at this point, probably just out of sight, probably like 100 feet back or so. She kind of scoffs and just says to Ilika, keep keep going, Ilika. I should have known that he would try to catch up to us. Oof. No response. Oh. He stops. Nihari, I haven't come to change your mind. And I know that you're still there to hear me. Thank you for all that you did for us. I'm sorry I was a burden to you. I hope you and Ilika have a wonderful and safe life. 
Thank you. And I know you don't want the gods to be with you. So you better hold your own so I can keep my promise to your brother, cousin, whoever he was. <laughs> brother. Brother. That dude. <laughs> Keep your promise to that guy. Be strong. And he'll just kind of wait around and then leave. She will pull something from the haversack. Sure, you don't want to pull and rush him? Throw she him will <laughs> pull back. The string on her short bow. <laughs> yeah. Such sad, very cry. <laughs> she will she will pull out something from the haversack and take just about a minute where she just stops, takes a minute, and then she lets it go. And um I usually have to look this up to make sure that I'm saying it right. Um so, Aiden, as you turn and you're walking away, um, a small bird comes and lands on your hand. Aww. And um, it has a message that just says, you were never a burden. He probably starts crying. Oh. <laughs> okay. And with that, we have Oren. <laughs> he unfurls the scroll from the bird and it says, No, you. <laughs> Deep from underground, you hear, Yes, you were. <laughs> I almost did a spit take. I had just gone to take a drink of tea and then I read that and I was like, No, pull back. No. <laughs> so, no, you. <laughs> with that, we have. Orin going off to the Darklands to try to find some way home. Nayari and Ilika going off into the Fangwood, going who knows where. Theros is going off to Crystalhurst to meet with his grandfather, and his parents will shortly follow. I, uh, I didn't get a TPK this book, but... You got pretty dang close. As Aiden walks into the cave, can we, can we wrap up this book with a with a song from Ulrit? He's writing about Nyaria as she leaves. Oh. Yeah, uh, one thing I was going to say is we, we uh, probably would have had this scene in the past with you guys bringing all those heirlooms back from, uh, oh, from yeah. Camp Redjaw. Oh. Um, there was so I'm kind of... He took them. I'm kind of, I'm kind of seeing in my head this final scene, a bittersweet scene of Ulrit and Aiden passing out these heirlooms to the people, as maybe Ulrit is writing or singing a song, um, and if this were like more cinematic, we'd kind of skip between scenes of Orin climbing down these tunnels, of Nayari walking off in the forest, and then Theros walking off as well. Uh, and then interchanged with scenes of passing out these heirlooms and, and of Ulrit singing. And you can handle that song, Andrew, if you'd like. That's a pretty good... Well well yeah. done, Jason. Yeah, that's, that's a pretty cool. good image you just built there of like all three of them kind of going down different areas 
and them handing out the the heirlooms and stuff. Well done. I think it's great. Yeah, absolutely. And it's such a beautiful transition um, because they're all going so many different directions. And uh, there's one left. And we kind of have a a crazy situation where it is none of the original cast. I was going to say not a single member of the starting cast. Oh, wait, no, yeah, the starting cast. Yeah, 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 Elwood, yeah. yeah. Nobody from Feindar. Nobody from Feindar is still here. Except the survivors, obviously. Except for the survivors, yeah. Yeah. Um, which is, I think, beautiful to transition to a season two of a show, let alone book two. So I'm super excited. Andrew, Mr. Ulrich. Take it away. <laughs> well, uh, no pressure. Ulrich we'll, we'll, will be talking to Lee Fang and, and the children that are kind of sitting there in the caves with him. And he's like, you know, my cousin Yosef isn't here to let me test his test my songs on him. He used to give me feedback when we'd travel together, but if y'all will have me, I'd, I'd love to try try out my new songs. Uh, I have some about the, the heroes or escapades at the camp and uh, a song of departing for uh, Nayari. I'm still working on Oren's and Theros's uh, ballads, but if you'll hear them, I'll, I'll, I'll sing them for you now. This song goes out to Nayari, and may history remember her as the hero she was. Fists of fire, axe of steel, raging justice, furious will, headstrong hero, warrior's art, nothing stops her kelled heart. Always known by history, they will fear her righteous fury. Evil scatters when they hear the battle cry of brave Nayari. That, that's that's it. The children would all uh, clap and uh, and Throw. they just love it. The six of them there would just be Yay! like another clapping. One, yeah, another they one. almost certainly start telling you to do it over and over again. More, more. Um, the little girls are dancing. The boys are like playing, play fighting. And as this is going on, Aiden is probably over there handing out some of these heirlooms and. You see that um, that elegantly embroidered scarf belonged to Jet. Uh, it was a, a family heirloom of hers. Uh, you see the set of silver charms on rings, each one in a different shape, uh, in a shape of a different leaf that was belonging to Rena. And you also find a uh, a clasp, like um, uh, like a, a family crest on a, a clasp that you hand out and Li Feng identifies as the family crest of Sir de Houdwal. And there's a couple other smaller items that people come forward and they take as uh, either their own items or items of people who almost certainly fell and were family members or friends. Basically what that means is and that's something we'll handle out of session, but those people, um, Jet, Rena, and, and Li Fang, all get a promotion, and Ooh. then you'd be able to choose two other random members of the survivors to also get a pro- promotion. But we can handle that out of session. Um, can you promote people twice? Yeah, they just can't be higher level than you. I'm kind of oh, thinking that... I was- I can't promote Ilika. I thought having a shaman would be helpful. 
<laughs> I'm kind of thinking that I would make um, Jet be a bard, and I would make oh, Rina Jet's be, gonna a be a cleric. Bard? That's the class that I think fit best. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, so I think Jet would transition into... I wouldn't level her up. I would just transition her from aristocrat to bard and Rena from uh, adept to cleric. So they'd both be second level still, but they'd have PC levels at this point. I just figured it would be easier that way. Yeah, that's great. And then Li Fang bumped up to level two brawler, which we already saw. Um, Did anything happen with like Larosa and Tidal or Aubrin? You could choose those as the other plus ones. There were How two many other. Do we have to give out? You can choose two members of the group to get a promotion. Aubrin, you can't because she's a higher level than you. Got you. Um, but we can choose those two. Later, later on probably yeah. but I think our top on my list so to get it I think that pretty much concludes book one wow well it was fun playing with you guys enjoy the you, rest of Iron Fang Invasion did I'll you really write that on song Twitch. Yes, since I, you saw her leave I, I wrote that song about the time uh, I started writing it about when Aiden and Aubrin were finishing up their conversation. <laughs> oh my gosh, Andrew! <laughs> I wrote the I wrote the ballad about their camp fight during, like, right after the fight happened too. Like, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> my boys got talent. I gotta Steals. keep it. I gotta keep Steals. it like an impromptu bard would. You know, they has gotta Yo, be spitting them. You yeah, are hundred percent right bard. <laughs> So, moving forward as we go into to book two, basically, I'm thinking... One second. Okay. That's about what I thought. So, six, six days are going to pass between now and book two. You've got those days to do what you will. Um, I kind of imagine that Aiden would occasionally go out and scout the area every once in a while, as he is a ranger. Um... Or it would probably be there lifting people's spirits that whole time. Um, and I didn't know if you guys had anything specific you wanted to do, like like projects for the caves. But the uh, conclusion of book one has some things here. Basically, without all these hobgoblins hunting them, the refugees finally have like some time to settle down and make the caves a new home. Uh they throw themselves into cleaning and refitting these troglodyte caves to make them more comfortable. They gather fragrant herbs to dispel the lingering stench. Yes. And with their concerted effort, the caves lose the troglodyte musk and are filled with homemade furniture. White, white and, tea and citrus scent. Yeah, and resource stores uh, to f- keep the refugees going for uh, uh, at least a few months. The Hemlock Banner is still standing proudly at the entrance to this uh, cave. And Auburn, over this time... I'm proud of the banner, all right? I'm proud of the banner. <laughs> Immediately where my head went was like, we were so critical of that banner. I, I, I just see so every time, every time Aiden walks past that banner, there is a smug look on his face like, yeah, <laughs> that's us. He takes a little one cavalier. We will not move. We will not be shaken. Our roots run deep. I'm sure the lizard people said the same thing. He's like, I've yeah. been having dreams of this guy named Elwood, and he's really teaching me a lot. 
Aubryn during this time would step forward and she kind of christens the caves as uh, and names them Mist Home M-I-S-T-H-O-M-E as kind of a a play on both the persistent mists on that lower level of the cave and also the homonym of Mist Home M-I-S-S-E-D Home Aww And you can actually see in the journal I have made, they give a little statistics for Mist Home. Uh, You can actually see that now in the journal there for book two. Crime is the negative two now that Orin's gone. All that information isn't really important. It's just that's that's what you're working with. You've got a small little hamlet of a society here. You caught that. You're a jerk. That was totally in character. Crime is way down. <laughs> <laughs> I was a scummy person. <laughs> God. Orin and Nayori so, start as buddy cops and end up being the wet blankets that leave. <laughs> yeah, right? So, um, are there any specific like projects you want to do about the caves that you want to go over in session? Or you kind of just want to talk about what your characters the three of your characters that are still here hey everybody uh, this is Ulrich and do. welcome to Extreme Makeover Cave Edition <laughs> <laughs> say it with me move that boss <laughs> uh, that's so, nostalgia for some of y'all <laughs> I know. it's totally nostalgic I probably should have at, uh, talked to you about this a little bit earlier, Jace, than right yep. now. But it's because I'm that still... is why I sent out a message asking yeah, several well, days I'm ago. Still... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm still conflicted on whether or not it would matter because I didn't think I was going to do it. I was debating retraining my class feature to get an animal companion, but I don't think that that is something that has come up yet. I just think that his bond with his companions may not be what it once was so i was thinking maybe he'll establish one with a new group of people who hopefully come in and help him um or i could see him selecting something else but there was no animal involved in his life yet except for the horse so i i was just gonna leave that aside but something that i was thinking about just so you know the direction that i'm considering uh, as a heads up but otherwise i don't think there's any uh projects like you said just ranger things okay he is the wonder how when we'll meet Nia, uh, Sarah's backup. I don't have one. Never. It's actually just the three of you for the rest of the <laughs> campaign. Oh, I was being actually, serious when I said goodbye. Goodbye. Yeah, yeah no. Actually, we, we intended to replace uh, a cast member. Sarah's leaving the show. Thank you for your hard dedication to work for so long. We really <laughs> appreciate having you here. Uh, it's sad, but a, a joyous time. <laughs> so, um, Aiden, as you're one thing I did want to do while while this time period goes on, and I imagine every once in a while you would go scouting out or hunting for food or something like that. Roll me a perception check. Just a perception. Yep. Um, four higher for goblins, two higher for magical beasts. Okay. Um, while you're out hunting one day, you come across what appear to be a uh, a pack of three wolves that are lying on the ground dead and a whole pack oh okay. three three okay. out of a 
probably maybe a, a larger pack. Maybe they were just like a, a splinter of, of a, a larger pack. You don't know. But you find three wolves that are just dead in hmm. the forest, maybe a mile or two away from the caves. Um, you get a bit closer to them and you can tell with your perception they have those same five clawed uh, wounds on them. Huh. Strange. Um, he does obviously the standard fare of investigating the scene, looking around, any. Yeah, does he get signs of lycanthropy? Can, can you detect that somehow? I don't know. You can roll survival to look for tracks. Um, you could roll a knowledge local to see if you notice these claws as lycanthropic. Um, I don't have uh, knowledge local and lycanthropy. They're not magical beasts, right? They're changed. What, where, uh, lycanthropes? Yeah. They, uh, it depends on what the original creature was. Generally, they're humanoid. Right, so I would need knowledge local. Yes. So I can't do that, so I don't know. Yeah, so you're, you wouldn't be able to tell if these are, like, a were-rat or a werewolf or something like that. Sure. Um, but with uh, 23 survival, you do see tracks, humanoid, bipedal tracks, leaving this scene. Hmm. You follow them about... 10 to 15 feet and they just kind of disappear but you're kind of looking and you do see a trail of blood that continues where those tracks were headed do you follow that yeah absolutely okay what else and then then Iden dies and then I'll just bring in my backup it's fine you follow these tracks for five or six hundred more feet uh, this blood trail and at that point you start seeing humanoid footsteps again um, so there was just a blood trail like drip 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 <laughs> or like drag 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 like it like dripping of blood drip, 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 some, blood something, some creature was wounded enough that it was bleeding while it was walking away from this scene but there were no footprints there there were footprints for about 10 feet and then they kind of disappeared and as you followed the blood trail you eventually found the tracks again. Okay. But there was a gap of distance there. Had the blood trail not been there you probably never would have been able to continue it at all. So Aiden knows that he's pretty good at covering his tracks. Does he think that you know maybe he just missed it last time and a ranger better than him had concealed where they'd gone? You know? Uh, you probably don't like. There was no blood trail last time, so you don't so, get the sense that it's a some because a ranger would know to not drip blood if they were trying to be secretive about it. Yeah, you don't get the sense that this is like a ranger, like somebody who is used to traveling in the forest, hiding their tracks, and all that stuff. Uh, whoever, whoever, whatever this five clawed creature is. Um, it is able to somehow basically erase its tracks, but given that they reappeared, it must be only for a certain distance. Where are so how far going? are you going to... Like, once you find those tracks again, are you going to keep following them until you get closer to what this thing might be? 
I think so. I don't think he's got anything else. He's only risking his own life, and he doesn't care about that anymore. So, okay, all his friends are gone, or it. <laughs> so, you follow these tracks uh, in the Fangwood, um, and eventually, roll, uh, roll another perception. I take twenty. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Well, that's not a good roll. <laughs> So you don't notice this until you're basically right on top of it. Um, you eventually see what appears to be a small camp. Oh, shoot. Uh, you're kind of like by a tree um, looking in and you see like a small like makeshift fire uh, and like maybe a stone that's been pulled up as a seat or something. Um, but you don't notice that until you're like right <laughs> on top of it. Um, do I get spotted or I mean, he lights. ducks behind a tree or something as soon as he realizes how close he is and might be threatening someone on accident? You can try to roll a stealth check, but it's going to be a difficult one given how close you were to the camp before you realized where you were. Absolutely. It's going to be, um, let's see here. I think, I, nope, I don't get it on my favorite enemy bonus, but I do get it for being in the forest, so. 23 okay you kind of duck behind a tree and uh, ears out or open uh, listening kind of looking you don't immediately know if you've been spotted or not but a couple seconds pass and you do hear something you start to hear guttural hissing what oh. it's it's Guttural almost hissing? like what does that sound like Sarah can you try it no I can't me? I'm not yeah, but no, it's no, like, no, try it it's almost like something is speaking to you it's uh, very bestial like a magical beast no, <laughs> no and where to find them and where to find them bam it's not uh, it's not primal can but, I take a, a sen- so it sounds a little bit more than animal, if that's fair to say. Yeah. Can I get a sense motive, a wild empathy, <laughs> a you can roll empathy? you can roll a perception. <laughs> a perception will do. Is, is Iden a druid now? Okay. So with a twenty-eight. You can pinpoint the direction that this voice is coming from. And it's getting closer. It is actively getting closer to you. But you don't see anything. It sounds like a voice. It sounds like a voice. Like, it's not... It's not like a mindless rambling. Like, there is logic to the intonation Right, it has language structure. It's yeah, gibberish it's, just, it's me, structured. Yeah. You just have no idea what it's saying. And it's getting closer to you, but you don't see anything around you. So he's going to reveal his location, not being secretive anymore. And he's going to kind of, you know, same introduction he had with the rest of the group. Throw his hands up. <laughs> I'm not looking for anything. <laughs> he says. <laughs> no. <Just> kill me. <laughs> it's not an exact duplicate. Um but as he turns around, he'll ask, 
Do you speak common? And what does he see when he, you know, looks at it? You don't see anything. Oh, that's creepier. Oh, gosh. Well, well, well. What's, uh, what's a man like you doing out here in the, uh, in the middle of the forest? I would normally be inclined to offer such information, but I have to ask exactly where are you? I'm right next to you. I do not feel so comfortable talking to one I cannot see. The voice is definitely coming from like 10 feet to your left. He turns to look. There's nothing there. Oh, greedy. <laughs> oh, oh, here she comes. She's a man eater. This is where I die. <laughs> um. What brought you to my camp? I saw the wolves. Was it you that killed them? Perhaps. I had seen your trail earlier, too. I don't mean to be rude, but I'm not sure I have ever met one of your kind. And if you are hiding where you step, you are very good at it. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you've met one of my kind before. I'm not unlike yourself. I don't mean to be rude, but what are the claws, then? I saw the mark of a beast. Oh, that's something I picked up from my grandfather. I've been he, practicing he's, trying to he's get better kinda, with him. He's smiling now. Oh, I knew one who could turn into a beast, too. <gasps> it's a good half sister. It was <laughs> a, he was a good friend of mine. Are you a druid, then? Oh, I'm not anything so oh. simple as a druid. I would, I would call it my friend Simple. He, he was a good person, though. Do you I, really I think a druid like that would go around killing wolves? Some. I, I didn't mean any harm, and I hope I haven't bothered you too much. I'm not bothered. I'm just curious. I thought I was out here by myself, and I thought he did a pretty good job of covering my trails, but lo and behold, there's a stranger in my camp. Kind of shocked me there. Had to down a quick potion. Not used to seeing you out here. I haven't seen anybody not but goblins and hobgoblins for weeks. I promise I need, mean you no harm. If you know about the goblins and the hobgoblins, then you know why I am here. There is a town called Feindar. I, I don't know if you have heard it. I've heard of it, yes. I was going to stop by, actually. You're not going to believe this, I know. I didn't the first time I heard. But there is a giant black tower that was summoned out of nowhere. And Feindar is gone. It's fallen to the hands of hobgoblins. I've never seen anything like it. And that's not the only place, too. Gristledown is an ash. There is nothing. So while you're talking, all of a sudden appearing in front of you about 10 feet away is a tall, 
man with very pale skin and jet black hair. And he's standing there with his arms crossed, just kind of watching you. And he'll look down and be like, Ah, oh, shoot. That didn't last as long as I thought it would. Well, here I am. See, like I told you, not so different from yourself. But what's this about Feynar? You said it's gone? Yes. And there aren't more than a few dozen survivors left. And even some of those we have lost. You didn't think a town like Feindar would fall. Seems I don't think kind of... anyone did. You said it was Hobgoblins that took it over. He nods. That's a right shame. A you right said there's... shame? There's a bunch of survivors. Where are you staying? This forest is dangerous. We stay in caves. We have recently named it uh, Mistholm. A little on the nose, I'll admit, but the people needed something. Oh, I guess I should explain one other thing, just because you asked and you answered my questions. All of a sudden, his he'll kind of like make a motion in his hands will turn into claws. It says something call it a family heirloom that I got. Can't do it very much. But... Guys, I can't proselytize if you keep interrupting. She'll she'll <laughs> learn the way of true freedom in a moment. Alright? <laughs> He's just a missionary for freedom. <laughs> Have you heard Have of you our heard about my religion called freedom? freedom? He's a, <laughs> he's a, a freedomist. Talk about true freedom. <laughs> he likes to spread freedomism to people. <laughs> so let me ask you a question. Have you ever seen a dragon in these parts? I have not. <laughs> Are you a dragon hunter? <laughs> well, yeah. I am, actually. By the gods! <laughs> I have never met someone so... I will use the word courageous. Well, let's just say I've got a bit of them in my blood, and I'd like to test my mettle against them. You can't be that hard, can they? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, that's fine. What were you going to say? I, I was just going to say, you will forgive me for being cautious. I have had many chance encounters in the Fangwood that have gone south. What is your name? My name's Kieran. What's your name? Josh's mind just exploded. I don't n- explain to a newbie like no, no, nobody, nobody else would understand it. <laughs> nobody else would understand. New and improved. So Kieran is the very first Pathfinder character that I made who ended up being <laughs> the epitome of brood. And so I was like, all right, I did I did him a dirty, so I'm gonna bring him back and make him completely different and not be like a jerk. Who? Oh my that's awesome. God. Yeah. So basically, funny. he 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 once tricked Sherman's character into thinking that a vial of oil was a healing potion, just because he thought it would be funny. And I'm like, that's. that's to be fair, it was funny. Sherman still talks about it to this. Yeah. Day. Right. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh man, those were different times though. Different. Yeah. Times. Oh yeah. Our first game, Josh was GM. We learned a lot. Learned a lot. I refer we'll to see. them as the Dark Ages, the the era of homebrew and terror. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> we will see if this Kieran's any better. I I hope so. <laughs> Offensive. I hope so too. <laughs> Oh, for lack of context, that sounds really mean, but you guys, you weren't there. You don't know. <laughs> well, listen, do you want to sit down and have a meal together? Sense motive. <laughs> okay. That sounds Sorry, like you a- can roll me a- <laughs> Would you like an apple? I found a bag of apples. <laughs> 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 I was like, oh god, it's happening again. <laughs> it really is how I die. York's a shape changer. <laughs> I didn't. Um, there is literally nothing suspicious about this encounter whatsoever. I do not know why. But Kieran. How do you say your name? Kieran. Kieran. Uh, I have a. Th- Strange sense of familiarity with you. I will join you for a meal. Well, I don't really have much to eat. I'm sorry, that was more of a formality, but if you want to eat a hard piece of bread, I might have one of those in my pack. I have my own. I have trail rations with me. Oh, I do have some wine, though. I do like a good wine. Do you drink? uh, Not much, but... I'm How old are you? I'm sorry, I'm asking a lot of questions. I never got your name, actually. Aiden. Aiden. That sounds awfully lo- lo- like mine. Where are you from? Are you from this area? I was born in Tamrin, but I grew up in Yermathis. Hi. In and elsewhere. Well, come have yourself? a seat. <laughs> Where are oh, you from? I'm from Absalon. I've come quite away. The city of Absalom. Aye. What brings you to the forest of the, the Fangwood of of Nermathis? That's so far away. Well, like I told you, I'm hunting dragons. I heard there's dragons up in Verisia. But to get there, you gotta go through the Fangwood. And then I heard rumors that there's actually dragons in the Fangwood. And I thought, well, what an opportunity then. Maybe I can start with the small ones here, work my way up to the big ones, you know? I imagine them talking together as he goes and, you know, takes a seat at whatever little campfire or something that they set up. I hate to be a bother. Do you happen to have any tea with you? Um, let me check here. I don't know. I don't think I do, actually. I've got chocolate. You want a piece of chocolate? I've no. got... I've got wine. That's about all I drink outside of water. Uh, to be honest, I, I don't drink it much myself. Just a friend of mine did. and I kind of thought it would be nice to think of him. Why are you hunting dragons? Well, they're some of the most powerful creatures, aren't they? He nods and with a shrug, like, yeah, so... <laughs> Think of it. Think of the renown that you could have going back to the city with a dragon's head. Not many people could claim to do that now, could they? So you seek glory? 
in a manner of speaking, I guess. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That's uh, my cell phone. I've <laughs> never had service out here before. It's kind of odd it would go off right now. That 5G, it goes everywhere. It's crazy. They must have well, put up a new power. Well, listen, I don't mean to pry into your personal matters, but if you've got a place that's nice to sleep at other than out here in the forest, I would love to have something more comfortable than this hard ground. I can offer a place to stay, but I have to be honest with you. We're doing well now, but we are still trying to survive. And we, we are fighting these home problems. So I can offer you a place, but... He thinks over how to say this, being a man of true freedom. <laughs> a cleric, like one a might say. <laughs> a cleric of true freedom. <laughs> I think that you might have to help the camp if you stay with us. What do you need help with? Um, he kind of pauses. Book two to start. (laughs) (laughs) How are you going to book two of this adventure? We might need help fighting. (laughs) You know, all the book two stuff. (laughs) No, all that. No, but for real, he explained. Since there haven't been any dragons around these parts for a thousand years. Uh, no, he explains the plan um, to visit one of the locations where the Chanisardo Rangers live, and mm. that um, we do not feel safe. You know, we're safe now, and you know the people are really making the caves their home. But the way I see it, we cannot stay at the caves forever. So when that day comes, I, I don't know. But just do your part while you're here. I can do that. As long as you promise me that there'll be some fighting, because I've got a long way to go before I feel like I can fight a dragon. I can promise you fighting. Whether or not I want it to be through, Gorum is praised these days. You worship Gorum? He shakes his head no. I do not care for war or battle. It just happens to be my way of life at the moment. I dream of two feet peace for Nermathis. I do not like the idea of endless struggle. But I am realizing that is a dream. Far from ever, maybe. And he takes a sip of whatever you gave him. You instantly die from poison. (laughs) I was going to say, and you're asleep, and it turns into a centaur. Uh, It is very, very good wine. On the dry side, but it's good. That's all right. I mean, I didn't didn't appreciate the dryness so much as I would, but, you know, he'll he'll drink it. (laughs) He's more of a mead fan. Is Aiden even of age to drink? 
when I said mead, I meant cider. He likes cider, hard ciders. No, Aiden is 18. So technically, in what? some countries. Yeah, Aiden's really young. He's the youngest player. I think I... No, I've played a 17-year-old once. But he's pretty darn young. Rowan's 18. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have encouraged you to drink that if you're so young. You look a bit older to me. Must be the weariness of the world on your face. <laughs> yeah, for the first time, he really feels like he's finally been able to loosen up, you know, and, and take a jab and laugh that he <laughs> looks older and that kind of thing. <laughs> I do have such a punchable face. And you notice uh, with Kieran that he is impeccably clean. Like, impeccably clean. If you don't mind my asking, how old are you? I am a few months into my 23rd year. So I'm not that far off from you, but I've seen a few more years than you. That really is a w weird way of speaking. Is that how they talk in Absalom? Must be, because that's where I'm from. <laughs> <laughs> I don't doubt you. I've never been anywhere beyond the forests and Nermathis. Maybe one day I could see more of the world. It's a big but world. But I am needed here. That's a noble goal that you have there. Putting the needs of others above yourself. I can't say I'm that noble. But I respect that from you. smiles maybe in time you will and I'm sure they, they just gab the night away until they go back to the cave yeah you uh you spotted that wolf encounter a mile or two away from the caves followed it for probably another half a mile so you're not that far from the caves um so you could chat for a while and then head back and be there and like maybe half an hour probably way less than that you're really close um, that would have happened probably one of the later days of that time period skipping forward unless there's other scenes that you guys want to do skipping forward I was going to go to the next uh, scene would be Auburn kind of making a taking all of the people of the cave and kind of having a discussion about next steps but yeah. I don't know For, if there's uh, any other encounter, uh, any other scenes you get before that. I think we should just because Andrew uh, is reacting to it. We should mention Absalom is pretty darn far away, actually. Mm -hmm. It's and to the Bariz south. Verizia is also quite a ways. Oh. Yeah, would switching back and to Aubryn be while Aiden is meeting with Kieran, or is this later when they no, would have come back? Day, I think. Okay. Yeah. And I guess to get to Verizia, you've got two ways because you could have gone, you could have gone, uh, taken a boat through the inner sea, you know what I mean, and gone along and run south of Cheliax. You could have also gone north through. There's a river between Almas and the other blacks, not the Black Sea, the the lake that's above uh, Malthoon. Lake in Carthen. Yeah. And then you could have gotten there and then gone east from there 
through near Mythos across the holds of Belkson, and then, uh, if I'm remembering correctly, and then south through that area, you'd finally be after you go west and a little south, you'd finally be in Barizia. And I don't think he mentioned being coming directly from Absalom. He just said that he was from Absalom. Right. That's so you don't know he could have come any route. Right. Right. And who knows? He's just chasing dragons. <laughs> so. Yeah. So you guys make it back to the cave. Uh, any scenes you wanted to do there, you said, Josh? Mm-mm. As you walk in, though, as soon as the mushroom goes off, he's going to be like, Why, ah! Avatar, what is that? <laughs> uh, Aiden is laughing at him. He's, I, I'm sorry about that. We use it as an alarm. We don't have any spellcasters to cast it. You ought to warn me next time. It almost gave me a heart attack. Was not expecting that, but I can see where it comes in handy. You get used to it. And I can imagine an NPC being like, no, you don't. <laughs> As he's working on something. <laughs> it's like in the middle of the night, somebody leaves to go to the bathroom. It's just like, ah! <laughs> okay. So if there aren't any other scenes, then we can skip ahead to the uh, kind of like a meeting that Aubryn has. She would probably first go to Aiden and ask him she'd be like Aiden, I I think it's about time that we start talking about our next steps here trying to gather some allies I know that a lot of things have happened this past week with people leaving and whatnot, and just so you know, at this point, Jin and Isla would have left in the night. Um, our numbers, our total survivor count has dwindled. Actually, yeah, I think you're still. Amount. I think you're still over thirty. Um, but you definitely have lost a few. Mm-hmm. Has anyone else splintered off, or has everyone else been pretty much sticking with us? Uh, everyone else is still there other than, so Oren left, Nyari and Ilika, Theros, Jin, and Isla. So I think it's just those six. And Volus. Oh, yes. <laughs> don't. Too, too, too soon. soon. Too soon. Um, so she continues, she says, I know that things have kind of changed here quite a bit. Um, I don't know if you have anybody else that you can trust to go out with you, scout out the area to try to find any other rangers. Like I was saying before, I only know where the one fort is, Fort Nunder. That's the one that I trained at. Uh, It's a bit too far to have the whole group of us go out all at once, but uh, a select few maybe could go out and scout the area, make sure it's a safe journey there. Uh, But I don't know with how things have gone if you if you're aware of anybody oh i'd be happy to go out i'm tired of being stuck up in these caves i'm etching for an adventure frampton you in with me lad oh am i there i'm sorry i was reading something else <laughs> what's happening <laughs> 
I'm sorry. I was reading something else. I wasn't paying attention. How dare you? I know. I'm a monster. Well, is Ulrit <laughs> there? I think he is. I mean, he can be. Uh, if he's in the same chamber as Auburn, he could be eavesdropping. What did Auburn Auburn, Auburn basically walked up to Aiden and was saying, uh, it's about time go to next steps and find allies. Uh, oh. The only allies that she can think of in the area are the Chernisardo Rangers, and she knows one of their forts, but it probably would be best to have a group go scout a path there. Oh. So she's basically just asking Aiden uh, if he's willing to go, and if so, if he can think of anybody to take with him. <laughs> and uh, Ulrit, overhearing this, kind of jumped up. And oh, okay. So yeah. Old you oh. as well. Frampton, what? grab your bag. We're going on an adventure. Boy, I'm down for a bit of mischief. <laughs> Iden's got a curl of a smile on him. I thank you for your help. And he looks to Niari. Uh, what I said is true. I feel like there is strength among us. I will look for volunteers to go with me. And Orit, you can come. About me, then? He walks over and extends an arm. Frampton, was it, right? Aye, that's right. You're feeling better? Oh, tip-top. He extends a hand. Frampton just happily takes it. He hugs Aiden. <laughs> then I'm glad to have you. Anyone that will stick around. Oh, got nothing better to do. <sighs> he sighs. What about that other? What about that other uh, companion of yours you brought in the other day? <laughs> Actually, he might be up for it. He's a bit of a glory hunter, from what he talks. Oh, I'm itching to see what he's capable of. I think that you will like him, Ulrit. He's kind of glad. I'm so <laughs> Good God. Anime protag. Anime protag. Yeah. <laughs> I had one that was way worse, and I oh, wait, this one instead. Oh, wait. oh my gosh. I see your character doing this all the time. Yeah. Uh, I can like hair. flipping his <laughs> hair all the time. Like. <laughs> Oh, what do they call it? Chunboyo or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> One of those. Chunibio? Yeah, that. Holy cow. Oh my gosh. She's oh. such a. Oh, it's, yeah, it's she, so she's, she had a little bit of a hard time. That was oh, great. I, I, I think um, that you're going the It strikes me as. It strikes me as more of like a Final Fantasy protagonist. Absolutely. Yeah. I was going to say, I'm getting like Devil May Cry feel. Yeah. Yeah, that too. That too. That's awesome. Yeah, he's. He's got a lot of Devil May Cry energy, um, which I think works because they're self-aware. So I think, Sarah, you just got to lean into the edgelord this time. You know, just No, like... I don't. I'm specifically <laughs> trying to get away from that. <sighs> so I will not be edgelord. Uh, I guess you'll just be the cool protag. That just like cool McGee. You're too cool for anything. It's going to work. It's gonna <laughs> this is a great group. I'm it's going to take off. It's going to take off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kieran, 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 Kieran. So the four of you kind of gather there uh, as Auburn's talking, and she 
she kind of nods as she's looking at each of you and she says alright well uh, I don't have the best of uh, directions but I can give a kind of a vague map I suppose from memory it's been a few years uh, and she kind of starts explaining that the fort that she knows the location of Fort Nunder is to the um, west I guess you could say it's basically due northwest of here of your current location uh, I can actually move you to a different map here that you can look at it's not going to be a hex map like the last one Whoa. but this is basically what you're looking at I've fog of ward all of the fangwood so beyond that is visible but you're down in the bottom right and you've got to go pretty much northwest uh, to get to Fort Nunder. She explains that her best guess is that you've got 30 to 40 miles distance that you'd have to go before you were to get there. Okay. What's it called? Fort what? Fort Nunder. N-U-N-D-E-R. D-E-R. Thank you. None your business. <laughs> Fort Nunder your business. Yeah. <laughs> Ah <laughs> oh, man, this is exciting. This um, sounds like quite the journey. I'm excited about it. I haven't had companions in quite some time. By the way, allow me to introduce myself. I'm Ulrit. I don't believe we've had the pleasure. I don't believe we have, Ulrit. You're a cheeky little fellow. <laughs> oh, don't mind him. He gets overlooked quite a bit. Oh, now that was... That was pretty bad, my friend. You can How say it was a lot. Whoa. <laughs> You'll have to pardon my friend, Frampton. He gets a bit jealous when uh, I get more of the women's attention than he does. Well, I can certainly see why you do. You're a handsome fellow. Don't oh, worry about you. me, though. I, I, I enjoy the women as well, so you don't have to worry about anything coming from me. <laughs> uh, I didn't just, like, I'm with a bunch of miscreants <laughs> 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 he, he just realized like, how good he had it despite all of the betrayal with his suddenly suddenly I regret my choices <laughs> I think this is going to be great you guys I cannot wait to hear all about the things that you guys have done I'm sure you've got lots of good stories to share oh, I do love spinning a good tale and if you have any I'd love to hear them Oh, me, no. I have not done anything special in my life. Oh, nonsense. You've come all the way from Absalon, from what Aiden has been telling us. Well, it's not all the glory that you think it is. It's kind of a boring city, which is why I left in the first place. Well, for many of us who've not even left near Marthus, it's still exciting to hear from places that far away. Sights we've That's never good... seen, people we've never met, beasts, creatures... Spells we've never even heard of. I'm sure you've got something to share. Yes, yes, well, Ulrich. <laughs> that brings up a good point. If you're so interested in all of those things, why haven't you left Nirmathus before? Oh, I, that's my goal, but... We've had a bit of a, of a troublesome time leaving this place due to... Uh, I'm sure Aiden's filled you in on our ordeal in Fiendor. Yeah, quite a bit. It was a bit of a shock to me. I wasn't expecting that. I've heard of Feindar before, and I was going to stop there to gather supplies, but I'm glad you stopped me before I got too far. 
can't I can't imagine I would have had a good time against all those hobgoblins. That's not uh, anybody's picture of a festival, is it? You know, it's strange. Are you sure you've never been outside of near Mothis before? Because your accent sounds awfully similar to mine in, in some ways. Well, I might have picked up some uh, colloquial differences in my travels. <laughs> I've talked to many different kinds of people, including people from outside of near Mathis. I didn't want to say this, but I wanted him to be like, wait, you have an affected accent? You're faking it? <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. I won't question that. I just thought it was odd, but maybe that's just how people in these parts speak. Oh, nobody talks like I do, but that's part of what being a bard is all about, embellishing the stories and picking up the little bits of culture you, f- you find here and there. I see so you're a bard then? That's that's quite interesting. So One you... might say he weaves tall tales. <laughs> I'm oh, going to like you. I am going to like you. I think this is going to be fun. Know exchanges a glance with Aubrin while this is all going on like <laughs> yes yes we'll find the we'll do the thing like yeah don't it's fine she she nods back and she says all right well uh just uh, let me know what you find um well, i i i didn't i will defer to you you are the de facto leader of this party i'm sure i go where you tell me to go i just am looking for a good fight I think Aiden just can't help but laugh at that again, just because of it's the, op- the exact opposite of what he wants to be reality, and then also how much he fought certain stubborn party members in the past to cooperate. <laughs> and I think he's just like, this is going a little too easily this time around, but we'll see, you know, as I'm sure in his head. Um, I see him as having stepped up a little bit to be aware of what's going on in the camp as far as um, what Kining is doing, what Veld is doing, as annoyed she is with him, I'm sure, what different you know, uh, survivors have been crafting and getting together, and I, I see him having like a final scene with Jet to, you know, like thanking her for the meals that she's prepared and, you know, makes a pass thing, like, I'll miss your cooking, but, you know, I'll be back in time. That kind of thing. Um does the pleasantries and is more sociable than is historically true with anyone from Feindar. He was normally a bit of a loner. So. Okay. So, uh, I guess you would maybe head out the next morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and, okay. Uh, as you guys wake up the next morning and start preparing, uh, I would like Frampton and Aiden to roll fortitude saves real quick. Wait, Frampton wasn't feeling better? No, he's feeling better. Like he's been healed up over this <laughs> time. Say, it's been I a week or so. COVID? <laughs> but, uh, this is this is something else. I'd like you guys to roll fortitude saves on. Okay. Just the two then. Whoa. The 23 and Oh my gosh. <laughs> back to back net 20s. So, um, yeah, forget that plot hook. Oh. Next. <laughs> you guys wake up and you uh, you feel like itchy. Kind of like all over your body. You feel a little itchy. Um, 
Roll a perception check, both of you. Uh, Pray to God, if Sarah's new character is a vampire and she bit me, I swear (laughs) to God. Please. (laughs) Minus two on my perception because I'm not in the forest. Okay. Um, Orin, you notice... uh, Not Orin, I'm Frampton. Frampton. (laughs) You should should update your name. And change your handle. Oh, sorry, I will change it. Yes, I will. (laughs) Um... Frampton, you notice on your bedroll there's some fine gray powder, and uh, as you're touching it, like it's immediately starts feeling itchy on your fingers. That's all you notice. Oh. But you both are able to kind of like brush off, brush off, and uh, I have craft alchemy. Do I? Can I do a check to see? If I, I didn't. Did, I, I didn't. Did. You know what? Yeah, craft absolutely. Yeah, craft I alchemy. didn't look over at Ulrit. Oh, I rolled a one. <laughs> That's not good. Wow. Nice. Um, this is definitely some type of alchemical uh, item, but you're you're a bit too distracted by the uh, itching sensation to focus on it enough to figure out what it is exactly. I didn't doesn't collect anything. a bit of it. Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna just collect a small sample to look at later. Okay. Doesn't make any accusations. But is watching Ulrit out of the corner of his eye to see how he reacts to us finding this and not being, you know, deathly itchy or whatever. Okay. Just, just kind of looks over. Uh, okay. You, can, you, can, you can roll a sense motive. I can do that. Okay. Um, Does he get so, the sense that this was a stupid prank or is there something more nefarious potentially afoot? Uh... One second. Apologize. So I didn't think it was Ulrit, right? Is that what we're saying? <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure he does. I think that he might... Frampton sus- is suspicious of Kieran because he spent time in the forest with Ulrit. Uh, that's true. So he would be suspicious of Kieran more than anything. So I'm, yeah, I'm going yeah, to sense motive on Kieran. And then they can roll two bluffs and then we'll never know if it yeah. was re- needed or not. Ulrit and Kieran, both of you guys roll... Uh... A bluff. A yeah. bluff check. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, Frampton, you're looking over at Kieran and uh, kind of like trying to see if he reacts. He's not even looking your direction. Like, he's not paying attention to this at all. He's casting uh, a spell right now. <laughs> <laughs> you you get the sense that he doesn't he's he doesn't even know what's happening. Kieran rolled a nine. Um, you, uh, Aiden, you were rolling against Ulrit. Uh, you're looking over in his direction. Um, Is you it don't. Text? I don't know. I don't remember how this resolves. Yeah, I think the DC is set by the bluff. So right, you're looking that's... over in his direction. It's really hard to tell, but for a brief moment, you feel like he was looking at you. But, like, as soon as you look in his direction, like, he's, like, doing his own thing. I didn't collect some of it. Okay. That's the end of that. (laughs) Um, So sus, man. Jeez. It's the kids. uh, I swear, it's the kids. Kieran. And with that, and I like it. Do, you just, like do Ulrit or, or like would Ulrit notice them 
acting suspiciously or, or weird in any way. I guess. Yeah, or would Kieran know what's a, going on? Yeah, you two can roll sense motives now. Okay. Can I, can I roll a bluff? Because I'm being super secretive about it. Sure. <laughs> this is fun. <laughs> Not as secretive as I thought. Um, My six sense motive beats your five bluff. Huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually, uh, I was about to say you don't notice anything, but that bluff was actually lower. Yeah, um, believe it or not. So yeah, Kieran, you... Uh, actually, he wasn't looking at you, so... You yeah. you noticed that uh, Aiden is kind of, like, eyeing Ulrit. Um, Ulrit, you 100%, like... Aiden is, like, looking, just, like, narrowed eyes in your direction. Yeah, he doesn't turn away when Ulrit does. He's still <laughs> looking. So I guess Ulrit would just uh, address Aiden and be like, What's going on there, my friend? You look a bit bothered by something. Shakes his head now. I don't think I'm bothered, Ulrit. And then... Well, Frampton certainly does. He looks like he's absolutely etching for an adventure. (laughs) He'll toss... Well, I was going to say, mid that line, he'll toss the glass vial kind of a little more forceful than what would be reasonable to catch and then he'll kind of say a little too late for him to respond and like do you know what that is <laughs> as it flies across the air okay, so you're, okay, uh, you uh, or, or, can or catch it like do I have to roll something to catch it roll or you, have, you a, have to roll and catch it roll, uh, roll a straight dexterity he like you see Ulrit latch out and he kind of grasps <laughs> it by like the uh the tip and then like he he moves it in the air just so that nothing falls out of it and it's like perfectly catches if i detect magic do is it magic nope Hmm. Oh, I see. That's where I left my itching powder. <laughs> Thanks for collecting it for me, my friend. <laughs> so then Frampton be like, I am itching for adventure. Oi, Ulrit! Well, why don't tall people and short people date? Uh, why is that? Long distance relationships never work out. <laughs> Oh, well played, my friend. Well played. Same to you. And Frampton will have a sly grin because he doesn't mind pranks. He loves pranks. <laughs> they just, like, just kind of like high five each other. <laughs> yeah. I is looking over at Kieran and kind of just like, oh no. <laughs> what, what is this new group of people, man? You know what? That reminds me of something I did on my older sisters one time. I put it in their bed and they were itching all next day. This is the greatest thing I've ever done. Karen, are you a lover of pranks as well? Well, I must confess, I really only did them against my sisters, but I can appreciate a good prank one once in a while. Oh, you've got to share with me some of your tricks you've played. <laughs> well, I hate to be a downer, but we should get going. Oh, we please. Can, you can discuss your pranks on the way. Yes, yes, lead the way, Aiden. Let's go. Okay. So and you, you guys... can continue your conversation if you wanted. Cause yeah, passively, he would, uh, Ulrich would just be 
you know, prying Kieran to tell him all the <laughs> secret tricks he played on his, and his on his sisters and offering the tricks he's pulled on Yosef in the past. <laughs> well, probably the worst one that I did to my sisters, and I got in a lot of trouble for this one, was one time they were sitting out on the the porch drinking tea and I went up on the balcony and I had spent all the day before catching snakes I put them in a bucket and I dumped them over the railing right on their heads no drinking their tea oh that was so great they they screamed for hours and (laughs) I got the whipping of a lifetime but it was worth it every minute of it was worth it oh I like you Karen I like you Aiden's trying to be serious, <laughs> but he he can't. You know, he he'll, he'll crack a smile from time to time, but then kind of like do that overcorrection, like get, get, like get serious again. You <laughs> know, as he's going through. Yeah, and um, you guys continue for a while, heading in the general direction that Aubrin had indicated, and you guys get uh, a couple miles, three or so miles in that direction. For when context, I prepped the spells and cast the spells, nature's paths. So we move twice as quick. Ooh. Okay. Yep. And uh, roll everybody a perception check. This ought to go well. Oh. It's a two. It's a two on the die. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> So 25 from Ulrit, 11 from Frampton, 18 from Kieran, and 21 from Aiden. Okay, so actually all of you would hear this. Um, You guys are walking through the forest here, and you hear the splintering of wood. It sounds like a tree is being felled uh, 100, 200 feet away from you guys, and a human-like screaming echoing through the forest. And it's very nearby. Uh, What do you guys do? Heroes run to danger, so draw some weapons, yo. Yeah, without skipping a beat. I mean, we all realize it. I think it's without words. We all know what way to go, which direction, and I I take off. I don't know what the rest of the party does. Yeah, um, I roll hit points, so I don't only have eight. (laughs) Yeah, you can roll your hit points. (laughs) Oh, this is exciting! All right, how many do I do? Five. Uh, You are fifth level, so you would roll four. Four. Your first level is high. Yeah. Oh, that's some good rules so far. Hey, that's above average. All right. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad at all. You're on a D10. So, and then, yeah, and your first one would have been full. So your con is one. So you'd have those rolls plus nine. On a D8? That's not bad, man. Wow. Nice. Good. We needed yeah. some of that. We needed padding. <laughs> um. Well, you're not getting it from me. So I think oh, that it comes so out. No I think that comes out to thirty-three, uh, and both Kieran and Frampton would have five levels of favorite class bonus that you could have done into extra hit points or extra skills or whatever your racial bonus is for that class. Um, I'm not going to force you to select those right now, um, but if you think you'd put some into HP, you can put some into HP. That's fine. Yeah, I would have used four of mine for HP. Okay. What does that put you at? 37? 30... Something like that. I... I'll put one into HP just to get me to an even number. 37. Yep, 37. And so I'll I'll likely take the human favor class bonus for my class for the other four. 
What does that do? That gives you extra known spells, right? Yeah. And then my that's really, that's really other, good. I would have put into a into the rank. Do we know yet? Okay, so what, how, do, what how do I do that? Class Sarah is. Yeah, I do. Uh, in order to put extra ranks, if you go to the configuration under the skill ranks area, you can just add yeah. a miscellaneous, a miscellaneous the specific okay. number. Yep. I oh, I do have that built in. I haven't said, but there have been hints. Draconic. I know what it is. Dragonborn. Meta game. Would be my guess. Yeah. Dova King. Dova King. Da, 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 da. <laughs> so you, uh, there is a check to determine a character's class, isn't there? There's like an actual mechanical check somewhere. I think it is would that... follow under like knowledge local. Well, yeah. he 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 did cast a spell when he first woke up. So if you wanted to roll a spellcraft while he was casting it to determine what he was casting, then yeah. Like, um, for added lore context, I don't know if this extends to larger Galarian, but in the book that I'm reading, I have learned that sorcerers are normally, oops, sorry, <laughs> are normally very secretive about what class they are because there's a lot of stigmatism against it. I, I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> You're a monster. You're a monster, Josh. Uh, I'm actually a monster. I'm, you well, are a monster. I'm going to have to inflict a permanent negative level. I think you could. I think that's the only fair retribution. Um, For no reason, sorcerers are, are really secretive about their I mean, class. Completely well, unrelated to the conversation. To with the current situation, of course. Just fun fact. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. But my point, however, was that um, it's not just them. There's a lot of reasons that a lot of people conceal the true nature of their powers clerics are well as well are known to be secretive about their power and, and wizards assassins yes and wizards sometimes disguise their skills <laughs> as divine instead of arcane for a lot of interesting lore uh, reasons um that was actually a main plot point in the book that i was reading that was set in galarian so it was pretty cool okay so you guys can see the little red outline correct yeah. go ahead and place yourselves however you like in that area I think I pretty happy where I'm at see myself in the front okay so you guys approach this sound uh, the splintering of wood and the human like screaming and whatnot. you start rushing in that direction and you quickly come to a scene of two hulking creatures that are kind of like scraping at the base of a tree. Um, I didn't roll. Actually, no. I'm not even going to need you to roll. You're, you'll know. <gasps> ah! No! Oh, this! <laughs> oh, no. oh, this is going to be bad. Oh, no. oh it's going to be bad. Iden's going to rage. Uh, Iden, you see digging at the base of this tree two hulking creatures that probably instantly create flashbacks to you of a not pleasant time and as you approach I assume you guys weren't being stealthy as you were sprinting up to this noise uh, they kind of stop their digging and one of them looks up in your direction and as soon as it sees you it roars out in a deafening vibrating sound uh, that rings in your ears and I need everybody to roll initiative. Are we in dim light? Ah! This is in the Fangwood so it would be dim light, yes. 
plus two then no, to I've, my initiative. No, I'm sorry. I've got my tor- my um, thing majiggy out. Yeah, I need a torch. Because I would need it to see. That's with my plus two, Jason. So 16. Okay. Sorry. So. Can I say I would have had something cast if we were in the Fang, wouldn't it? It was dim light. Probably not. Probably not. It depends. What was it? Dark vision. Well, Aiden does have an iron torch circling above him, so you'd be okay, able to see. Okay, then I wouldn't have needed to. Correct. Um, here we go. So 20. See, no, I also have an iron torch for my initiative, a red one. Always floating up there. So that was... 20 for Aiden. Uh, Frankie got a 16. Ulrich got an 11. Kieran got an 18. Sort. Okay. Top of round one. Ooh, that initiative plays so nicely for Aiden. Mm-hmm. We are going to give him a red and give him a blue. The red owlbear is going to go first. Oh, no. Rolled a nice, solid 23 initiative. It is going to charge at the nearest creature, which, uh, imagine that, is Aiden. Imagine that. It's going to charge at Aiden and uh, make a bite attack against him. Actually, no, it's going to make a claw attack. It's the first one listed. One claw against Aiden with charging bonus. Against my flat-footed AC, natural twenty. Hits. Oh no! I think I mean there's a pretty good chance that it would hit anyways, but uh, eighteen to confirm. Confirms by one. My Ooh. flat-footed AC is seventeen. Oh, that's right, flat-footed. I forgot about that. So that does confirm. Okay. Uh, you take thirty. No, it's just one. So it's gonna be what? 20 to 30 range. You take 16 points of damage. That's not bad at all. And <laughs> it will attempt to grapple you for free. Yep. That is a... That's a 33 against your CMD. Hey yeah. guys, does anybody miss our old players? Yeah, I... I like really immediately? <laughs> or burst up through the earth and I already swinging from a tree. Like... <laughs> Come on. Yeah, Theros might have been able to, like, calm them down. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I'm not sure if he could have done that. I will will give that one the grappled condition, and you as well are grappled. You're both grappled. And Aiden, you're actually up next. So he's going to pull out the short sword. Okay. One-handed, right? Yep. Short sword's one-handed. So I'm going to use that. I'm going to give myself the grappled condition. Yep. And, uh... Like I said, I'm not going to make you roll, but you would know these are magical pieces. Oh, I know exactly what they are. Um, actually, what's the roll to escape a grapple again? Is it an opposed CMD? You oh roll my. a CMB against, against its CMD. Right. Yeah, yeah. no, he's going to... He's gonna roll an attack here. Crikey, she's a beauty. <laughs> Can he raise those? If <laughs> you want to lower your AC, why not? Um, <laughs> it gained no mechanical bonuses. Yeah. Maybe. Voluntarily just lower your AC for no reason. All right, let's uh, let's see it. 
23 okay. to hit. 23 will hit for 15 points of piercing damage. Max damage on the short sword. Okay. Noted. A uh, good hit. It easily uh, stabs into its hide. Oh, power attack curses. I forgot it. Oh, well. Uh, what a shame. I did a shame, but it's okay. I'll get it next time. Yeah, this way I, I made sure I got a hit in. I'm not worried about it. Yep. And uh, after that, it is Kieran's turn. All right. I will cast a spell okay. to hopefully help my squish. Okay. So that will be 1d4 plus 1. Four images plus okay. myself. Okay, so there are now five Kirins occupying that space. Uh, do you want to move at all? Um, like right here, for example. No, no I'm going to s- five foot step up here. Okay. Next up, it is Frampton. Can they attack of opportunity while grappled? I believe the answer to that is no. I think we looked this up once. Yes, they can, or no, they can't? They cannot, even though it kind of makes sense that they might no. be able to. No, they can't. Yes, we looked it up once, I think. So, so Josh, does that change at all if they have multiple limbs to attack with? Like, it could bite while it's grabbing you with its claw, I feel would um, make sense. I feel like that makes sense. Let me look it up real quick. But I, um, yeah, let me look it up. For now, we'll say that he cannot make an attack about until okay. Josh tells me otherwise, and then in the future we will go ahead with that. So that's where I want to go then. Is that flanking? Um, I believe for flanking it is draw a center line from the center of you to your ally and it has to cross opposite sides. So I don't think that would be flanking technically. No, on the condition it says uh, a grappler cannot. So it'd have to be like here for him to flank? You'd have to be one step to the right. Yeah, or right. You have to be opposite corner basically, yeah. Right. Ah, nits. Okay. Um, I stab at thee. Okay, so I I two-hand fight. How does that work? I got a dagger in one hand and a rapier in the other. First question. Do you have two-weapon fighting? Yes. Then it is a minus two to both attacks, and you just roll up. However, you move to get there, so you can still only get one attack. Oh, okay. Well, then and with the rapier. And don't take the minus two. And they're both light weapons, I assume. Yes. The rapier and fire, yeah. Oh my! Twenty-seven. Okay. Uh, Twenty-seven will hit. That is a critical threat on a rapier. Yep. The roll to confirm that. I think maybe it just hasn't been programmed in to yeah. automatically know. Is that he that's flanking the... too? No. No. You have to be opposite. Oh, is corner. it? I have it set for critical range twenty. It's it should be eighteen. Yeah, 18? 18? Yeah. Oh, okay. roll, roll another uh, attack just to see if you would confirm, because this is a critical threat. Okay, so that would confirm. So I'll just take those two damages and add them together, because that's functionally what a crit would do. Okay. So that would be 14 points of damage nice. on your critical hit against this owlbear. Very nice. Okay. 
A plus eight? That's that's coming in with uh class for you. Yeah. I'm a rogue. Shadow. You walker. know, the funny thing about rogues <laughs> is that Unrelated. they <laughs> it was are very the... secretive and yeah. careful. It was the worst slip up because I like, even in my <laughs> I was gonna say in my head, like make sure that you say just generalities. <laughs> it was just too late. <laughs> oh, and I uh, I get that from finesse training. Josh. My 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 weapon is the, the rapier. Yeah. Yeah. No. Okay. Well I get that flanking though, so you get that nice that, attack. Well that's what I wanted, but I don't have enough move. Yeah. <laughs> So Frampton goes up, gets a pretty solid hit on it, and next up it is Ulrit. Ulrit is going to begin his bardic performance of Inspire Courage. I don't have that programmed in his buffs. So everybody give themselves... Oh yeah, I forgot I missed my buffs. What is it? Courage? Competence bonus. Plus chat. two competence to melee. Co- oh, what he just did. Mm-hmm. Um, is that is that how you type it? Yeah, you can just copy and paste that. Okay. And then he's going to. Uh, hmm. Just take a five foot step to the right. Okay. He wants to stay within touch distance of item for a reason. Okay, so you take a five-foot step to the side there. Bottom of the round, it is Owlbear number two, the blue one. It is going to charge at uh, Ulbred. Oh. Oh, don't worry. Ulbred's not that squishy. A little one. So we'll roll an attack here. He's a, hardy He's a child. Halfling. He's a child. That is a twenty-eight. Yeah, that'll hit. Yeah, how hard is he? How how hardy is he? Is Not he twenty-eight hardy? Or any you of take, us that hardy? No. You take ten points of damage, and it is going to attempt to grab you. Exactly. Oh my gosh! Uh, Thirty-two against your CMD. What do you think? Uh, I think it probably succeeds. Oh, I didn't get a full team kill in the first book. Let's do it in the first encounter of the second <laughs> book. I don't have a backup backup, Jason. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> um, top of the round, it's the red one's turn again. It's going to uh, do a full attack, I guess. Um... It's grappled. Yeah, it's going to free action drop the grapple uh, and do a full attack here. I will roll a die because you both hit it for a decent amount of damage. So I'm going to roll a d6. Odds will be Iden. Evens will be Frampton. You split it up too. Yep. The first one I rolled a one. So the first attack is coming against Iden. This is not with the charging bonus. So that is only a 15 to hit. No. Next attack, same odds are Aiden. Another one, so a second attack is against Aiden again. <laughs> uh, now I'm rolling bad. That one's a 17 to hit. Now I'm not grappled anymore. Final one. 
rolled a four that time. So this one's against Frampton. This is the bite attack. Uh, that is a 18 to hit. I don't think so, but let me double check. New sir. Okay. Uh, and then it is going to step over here to give it some space from its uh, ally who is getting up and it's right next to it. Um, that is that one's turn. Next up it is Aiden. You are no longer grappled. Uh, can I get a uh, straight intelligence check to... I know what they are, but can I try to learn something about them? Sure. Alright. Let's see what you rolled there. I, I did. Oh, no. A four! Yeah, you don't have any specific information about these creatures. You, I'll give you for free. You know they're owlbears. You know they're beasts. Yeah. Um, but you don't know anything particularly unique about them. Can You can two-hand a short sword, can't you? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, so I can do the power attack two-handed with it? Yeah. I think so. I think so, too. Um, and it's a plus one, so it doesn't completely outpace my greatsword, but it no need to switch for no reason, you know? Um, so I will... I can't, I can't set up flanking, can I? Not with a five-foot step. But I don't have iterative attacks. I don't have iterative attacks yet, so there's. Yep. A... You don't know if they have reach, but you could try to move to be in yeah. a flanking position. That's what I'm gonna try to do. That would avoid attacks of opportunity, if I'm not mistaken. Assuming that they don't have reach. Yeah. So I you wanna um... make, You want to make that movement then? Yeah. Okay. Uh, they do not reach out to you. It seems that they do not have reach. Okay. Sneaky. Awesome. They're short little arms. They're like T Rexes. In that case, since I took a move, I will actually use my new ability called Quick Stow, and I will switch out the Great Sword. This allows me, as part of a move action, to stow and draw in the same action. So I can pocket the short sword right back in the sheath and get out the great sword as he swings around to hopefully behead this creature. That would be very cool. Okay. Roll your attack. Do it. 21 to hit. 21 will hit. 24 points of damage. Mm. Nice. Yikes. Uh, It is still up, but it is nearly collapsed. That's what that'd be like. That is Aiden's turn. That how it do. <laughs> Kieran, it is your turn now. You have cast oh, your... thank you. Gosh, dang it. That's cool. Alrighty. Um... Yikes. So, seeing that Ulrich's in trouble, he will... Run away. As he moves here, he will draw his glaive. His wow, a glaive? Yeah. <laughs> Fancy. And he will attempt to hit the owl bear. 
Uh, I'm so nervous to roll this because I don't want it to biff. It is it's a your first one. Seriously, there's gotta be something. So <laughs> nobody in this just... more consistently rolls a one than Sarah. First roll of the campaign you know. for this character. <laughs> I'll just let you know. It's grappled. It only had a 13 AC. I don't. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Roll 20 is not my friend. But uh, <laughs> I knew before I even rolled it, and I was like, it, if anything, I just don't want to roll a natural one. <sighs> you go to swing this out, and it kind of like backs up just out of reach, and uh, your glaive hits the ground, uh, unable to connect. <sighs> that is your turn. We are now at. Frampton. Go Frampton. Frampton comes alive. Um, yeah, it's flanking. <laughs> I'm yeah, flanking. So how do I calculate damage with my flanking in roll 20? Uh, so you... Because I want to do it as I roll. You know what I mean? Like if I pull off the, the hit, I want it to go ahead and just do what it's supposed to do. Yeah, so you can if I make a damage two called precision damage. Yeah, so if you go, there's a thing right below that says damage two. If you go, like, open up your weapon, uh, you have damage, 1d6, blah, blah, blah. And then below that, the next check down, you can actually write in, like, sneak attack as the damage name uh, and then put in what your sneak attack damage is. And then you can just click that box on or off whenever you get a sneak attack on, and it will have I would show actually, up or not. How does the bonus dice no crit work? Because precision damage isn't added on a crit. Can you just put it in there? Yeah, you can put it under the bonus dice no crit, I would which that. is two lines down. That way, if you do crit, it's not going to add. Uh, what, do I, what do I put in that bonus damage? Do bonus dice no crit? Just 3d6. 3d6. You'll have to... You'll have to remember on your normal roll, rolls not to count that. Okay, so let's see yeah. if this works. And then, okay. So he's gonna stab at him with a plus two. Uh, don't forget. This doesn't look right, but we'll look at it after it goes. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's adding his. Um, yeah. It's adding his. It's adding plus two to that. To temp. Is there something with flanking? Oh, the plus inspire courage. Yeah, I have the inspire so courage. It's, oh, okay, so it's yeah, adding the inspire courage so to your yeah, plus two as well for the flanking, or plus one for the flanking. So what, sixteen? The to hit. To hit uh, yeah. yeah, that will that will hit. Okay, F- so fifteen would have hit. So then thirteen damage. So nine, and then another thirteen from sneak attack. Well, it's well, adding. It's, it's adding, adding the, the plus two twice. Yeah, so, so 11 it would be sneak attack. Twenty total points of damage. We'll have to look at that later on, but I think twenty points of damage. Yep. Wait, well, yeah, twenty. Okay. And that is enough for it to go down. Oh wow! And holy nice. crap, they're con. It's not dead. <laughs> yeah. It's at minus 17, and it's not technically dead. Yep. Wow. Wow. That's uh, unfortunate. <laughs> uh, but I yeah, like you that. You land that hit, and it falls unconscious to the ground. Uh, you can move if you so desire. Turn off sneak attack first. Okay. Mm. 
Yeah, he'll move right here. Okay. Yeah. And after that, it is Ulrit's turn. Ulrit, you are baffled by this creature. What can I uh, do to... What are the options to break free from it again? So you can roll an escape artist to try to break free, or you can roll a combat maneuver bonus check against its defense. So your CMB versus its CMD uh, to try to break the grapple. I'm going to try to escape artist. Yeah! Ah, yeah! Okay, 24 against its CMD of 22. Ooh! A natural 20 for that result. Oh, yeah. So you are able to break the grapple, so neither of you are grappled. Great, that's my That is your, I believe, I believe it is your standard action. Standard action. Yes. Um, Ulrich's gonna call out to Frampton. All right, my friend, you know what to do. I'll stay right here, and you. Oh, <laughs> he realizes he doesn't want to call attention to Frampton. <laughs> Trying to right? sneak behind him, and uh, and he just Frampton's just like, really? <laughs> he just stays put and like readies his rapier. And okay. Next up, it is. It continues. That. Uh, sorry, his uh, as a free action continues his bardic performance. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Next up, it is that Albert's turn. I'm going to roll a d6 to see who it goes after. One, two, Kieran. Three, four, Ulrich. Five, six, Frampton. Four. What was that, Ulrich? Okay. Yes. It's going to make its attacks against Ulrich. It's not going to bother five foot stepping in between, so all three are going to be against Ulrich. First attack, claw number one. Yeah, it's only a 16. I think that's going to mess up and check. Natural 19, that's probably going to hit. And natural 18, so... So all of those hit? No, the first one was only a total of 16, and I don't think that's going to come any close to his AC. So I think a 16 is going to miss, but the 28 and 27 will both hit. So he's going to take 8 damage, followed by another 8 damage. So a total of 16 points of damage as it then attempts to grapple with that one claw. For a 27, you are now grappled again. So Ulrich is now re-grappled. He took 16 points of damage, and that is the owlbear's turn. Next up, it is Aiden. You see that uh, Ulrich's taking a bit of a beating over there. Can't quite get away from this thing. I'm going to charge. Okay, Well, you I charge think... forward? Yeah, I can't charge over the dead body, so I have to go that way. I was going to roll a right. D2, but there's no choice. Um, so instead of flanking, I have a charge bonus. I'm not going to change my weapon. I'm going to go ahead and use that great sword and try to end this. A 19, 19 will hit. For 23 slashing. 23. This one has not been hit yet, but that does a lot of damage. So. <clears throat> 23. Okay, 23 points of damage. Yep. A solid hit from Aiden. Next up, it is Kieran. Uh, you missed the first time, <laughs> but you have a chance to redeem yourself. It is grappling again, so again, its AC is low. 
very long. And I can't possibly miss twice in a row. And by miss, I mean roll a natural one twice. I mean, you are flanking too. You have to hit yeah. AC 11. So. <laughs> it's almost impossible. <laughs> okay, that's 24. Better. 24 will hit nine points of damage. Okay. Good to go. That is Kieran's turn. We were back to Frampton. Hang on. Okay. I, I just want to imagine, like, Sorry, filling out the journal. Frampton Sorry. and Ulrit have like had some like wombo combos in the past while they were defending the other group. So they're like they kind of got their own jive working, fighting together, um, <laughs> and like know their ins and outs a little bit. They have the like buddy cop chemistry that Orin and uh, Nayari had. <laughs> Except you guys will actually keep yours. <laughs> Hopefully, not turn on each other. <laughs> so, Justin, so, you've got you can five foot step forward, yep. which means you can still take your full round action to get both of your attacks, your main hand and your off. Uh, yep. Both of the attacks will take a minus two penalty because of two weapon fighting. Yep, but they will also both get sneak attack because you're flanking. Ooh, okay, yeah. so let me put this in damage two for my dagger sneak attack. Bonus dice, no crit, three d six. This is this is where rogues shine, and not to mention you're a two fighting rogue. You're gonna get all the sneak. It's gonna be a lot of damage. Man, and then plus one to that thirteen for fourteen. The so its AC is thirteen. Yeah. Oh, nice. You hit for 19 points of damage on the first one. It's yep. still up at five hit points. Uh, then you confirm a critical hit for a total of 17 points of damage, because again, it's adding the plus two twice. Yeah. Uh, so 17 more points of damage, which puts it down to minus 12. So I just... see Frampton. Yeah plunging his rapier into the owlbear and then with a flick of his wrist of the dagger severing its spine right at the neck absolutely oh that's that's a cool image kind of like this and then he does like a like a flip trick with it and just like that right across the neck collapses to the ground like attack on titan style right in the nape of the (laughs) neck oh there you go yep yeah yeah clean I do have to say, so your critical reminded me of something funny that happened in Rune Lords with Josh's character, where he rolled a critical, but it didn't confirm, but his base damage was higher than his critical damage. (laughs) 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 We were like, the one time when you don't want to roll a critical because it was lower than what your normal hit was. (laughs) So what is that doing? It's adding the competency bonus from the Bardic performance into the sneak damage is that what's yeah. happening okay we'll, we'll fix that later yeah, yeah. It, there's a way to do it i'm just I'll, I'll just I'll have to look at it later to okay. remember what it is um but yeah you guys handle both of these owl bears uh Aiden and Ulrit both took uh quite a significant amount of damage though but none of you have fallen um what so- are you doing Aiden is going to take 20 on a perception as he looks over both of these owlbears for one very distinctive scar. 
Ulrich's okay. going to walk up to uh, to Frampton and like do the whole like bro clasps thing with him and be like, I usually don't mind being the center of attention, but in this case, I think I would have preferred otherwise. Nice, clean kill, Frampton. And just... Yeah, like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the two muscular men. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I am going to be looking around because we heard screaming, right? Like human screaming? You heard human-like screaming. Human-like screaming. So yes. looking around, is there anything that would have given me the indication that there's humans around here? Roll a perception check. Um, Aiden, as you are looking at these owlbears, you oh do gosh. not see uh, any any scar that would... Yeah. That you're looking for. Uh, Kieran, you're looking around. Well, guys, I, I can tell humans. you there's no one around here. No one at all. It's just us. Can just I roll over oh, okay. that 20% after checking <laughs> the owlbears? I'll roll a different perception for this. I'll do that. I'll just roll it. I'm not I'm not going to take 20 minutes looking for people. You know what I mean? If he doesn't yep. see him, he doesn't see him. Well, you okay. know, I decided to take huh. a 20. <laughs> that's it. That's so, a 33 for those listening. Okay. Natural 20. Nice. Holy. Yeah. So Iden, Frampton, and Ulrit, you guys kind of look over in the direction that they were digging. The elders were digging actually. at this tree. And you see kind of peeking up from a hole underneath the tree is uh, a pair of rabbits. And as soon as they see you, they duck back in and kind of scurry into their little hole. Um, so Ulrit can speak Sylvan. Okay. So that's the that's animal language, right? No. It's no. not? Uh, oh, that is it. kind of like the language of the fae. Oh, uh, sentient plants can speak <laughs> Sylvan. Animals don't speak any language, generally. Oh, okay. Sentient animals might. That's that's not out of the question. Uh, right, Sylvan then... might be the go-to for that sort of situation, but generic animals wouldn't be able to speak regardless. Right. You have... Oh, you... <laughs> I was going to say, you have to speak with animals, though. I'm confused. And then I realized... No, no, I don't. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll just tell you this. Uh... If you guys were to like roll knowledge nature or whatnot, these screams come from the terrified rabbits whose home is was being uprooted by these uh, owlbear predators. <laughs> All that but the scream good. sounded human. Yeah, the All book. So word for word, word for word, the book says you hear uh, the crash of splintering wood and human-like screaming echoing through the fangwood. These screams come from the terrified rabbits. That's terrifying. That's like when they say that cougars scream like women. Oh, yeah, they do. I've, I've heard, heard a cougar once. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's it's so eerie. They, they do the I same don't thing. Like it. Bobcat's got a similar sound. Yeah. Well, I am very glad I didn't meet these two out in the woods on my own. Not so certain they would have had the same results at the end of this fight. You lot aren't bad. Not bad at all. I have to say, that weapon of yours is intriguing. How does it work? Oh, it's basically just a long spear. It was a gift from my grandfather. An heirloom of sorts. It's taken me a long time to get used to it. I'm still not fully used to it. It's got a reach on it, so I'm not used to being back a ways. 
nobody in our group carries a weapon like that. That's fun to watch. Well, I almost bit the dust with it at the beginning there, but I promise you I'm not as incompetent as it came across. Don't worry, I got a bite myself. <laughs> yeah, how are you all doing? You got hit pretty hard there. Ulrit casts uh, Cure Light Wounds on him. So let's see, that's 1d8 plus uh, 5. Yes. Ah, much better now. So Frampton's going to just kind of kick one of the owlbears before he walks away and say, it was... <laughs> Knife to meet ya, and then walk away. <laughs> <laughs> you are quick, aren't you? I'm not, I'm not sure I would have come up with that. I do enjoy hearing your jokes. Oh, I got a million of them. Are the rabbits edible? Oh, good lord! They're they're down in their hole now. You'd have to dig to get them out, but nah. probably. Nah, that's you... not worth. Aiden, I don't think we're that desperate for meat. All that trouble for a brace of conies. <laughs> <laughs> Do potatoes. <laughs> Boil them, mash them, stick them in a stew. <laughs> so, Can I do like a knowledge local? Are these like greaming rabbits of the Fangwood Forest? No, if you, as That's far as I'm aware, they're just mushrooms. general just rabbits. Rabbits that uh, scream like humans. Yep. The book just sure. says that's that's basically all I say. There's no extra about the rabbits. So, are owl bears magical beasts? Yes. Mm -hmm. Can I roll a knowledge or a on them just to? Yes. It... Ooh, there's freaking natural Ooh. twenty. Nice. So that is enough for you to get one, two pieces of information about them. What would you like to know? You recognize um, that they are owl bears. Yeah, so how many attacks do they have, like on a full attack? Three. They get two claws. Each of the claws gets a free grab attempt, and then okay. they have a bite. And then the grab, does that do anything special or is it just a free grapple? No. It's just a just a free grapple. Okay, uh, they've so got there's a plus no poison or anything grapple. involved. They're not nope. like platypi that have nope. stingers nope. or anything. Okay. Just a free grapple. Okay. Uh one more piece of information. Oh. Um, um. Uh, I don't know. Surprise me. Is there anything? Don't they have some fancy? cool flavored texts on their bite? If I'm not mistaken, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, they might on like a in a like if you were to look them up in the beast cherry. Um, yeah. this what I'm looking at doesn't have anything special about them. Uh, you would know that. Um. They are fairly perceptive. They have dark vision, low light vision, scent. Uh, okay. They don't have any sort of special defenses like DR or anything like that. They're just kind of hardy and they hit pretty hard. And so. they are naturally aggressive creatures. They're uh, like most, they're neutral, but they're very territorial. Right, right. Okay. Um. So and that's interesting. They don't get they just grapple, but they don't get anything that they can do after the grapple. Nope. No nothing nothing no. nothing fancy now. That's interesting. That's interesting, yeah. So 
what do you guys want to do from here? This is this is fairly early on. This is one of the first encounters that you've had today. Do you want to just keep going in the direction that you were headed? Iden does. Although sure. um, during this whole time, the way I see it is like the world around him is calm, but Iden is in like turmoil and doing his best to keep it under wraps and stay cool. Um, it would have to be a pretty high perception, maybe. To well, that probably wouldn't do it. I can roll. Could I um something? Oh, go ahead. But with uh, the yeah. owl bears, could. <laughs> <laughs> No, you. <laughs> I don't want to leave the owlbears yet. It sounds like you're going into a whole thing about what we're doing next. Um, okay. Just real quick. Could I harvest any alchemical stuff from the owlbears? Like their feathers or anything? Um, feathers? You could you really? could harvest parts of their bodies. Um, I don't I know. If material they... component for a few spells. Maybe. Um, I can look that up after the session, and we can just say that you, if there is something valuable or of use that you can get, you do so. Um, and I'll look up afterwards if there's any anything pertaining to that. Super duper. Josh, be about your business. I apologize. Continue no, with what you were saying. We're no, going didn't. somewhere. No, that was it. He's just... Uh, he, he's uh, keeping a lot of anxiety hidden away about this situation. Karen's going to say, I should have done this before we even started fighting, but uh, didn't really have time, so I'm going to do it now. It'll last for a little while, and he will cast Mage Armor. It shall last for five hours. Okay. Ulrich barely notices that something might be awry. With Aiden, but he chooses not to pry into it. Okay. Well, I'm good to keep going if you are. Oh, let the adventures continue. Iden nods. Okay. Hmm. What rhymes with owlbear? Uh, foul hair? Candleware? <laughs> Quite a scam. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. I like Quite that. A Quite a scare. That would be good for a children's song. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my my mother used to tell me stories about owlbears when I went to bed at night. Said that they would eat naughty children. Oh, Didn't work oh. on me, obviously. I was still a naughty child, but was made for good stories. That sounds horrifying. Well, I didn't have the greatest childhood, I'll say that much. Okay. Iden's so. got a thousand yards there. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the edge lord now? <laughs> They'll eat naughty children. Oh. oh, that's so bad. That's so bad for Iden. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking about it that, but that makes got, me really it happy. literally got dead fish eyes. Like, like you, ever, you ever watch... Obviously, you've watched anime. You know when they just like go catatonic. <laughs> and their eyes just black he doesn't even notice. With like... a sixth sense motive, no idea. Roll completely over his head. <laughs> where, where are we going next, Jason? <laughs> so you guys continue on your path. <laughs> uh, you and me, Frampton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nothing is wrong. It's a critical Every time for the podcast. Happy. <laughs> I love how stupidly jovial this party is. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> You guys continue 
Uh, what was that, Josh? Well, I don't want to beg for heals, but I am in the yellow still, so I was just curious. Oh, right, would, a... would cast, uh, would use the, the wand on you while we're traveling to yeah. put you up. Go ahead. Just keeps poking me in the butt. <laughs> yeah, uh, so there I mean, wasn't any... Because you can't reach any higher. <laughs> Woohoo! <Sorry. laughs> wow. Oh, oh, wow, that does two it. heals. That does it. He feels he feels perfect. You have he to feels- make the noise like the Pillsbury Doughboy every time you get healed. Oh. <laughs> oh, I'll do a lot of things. <laughs> I'll do a lot of things. You, you have to pay me an amount of money. There's a price. It, it, it's, it's higher than- <laughs> so you guys continue going to the northwest, uh, and you eventually come across a stream, a river. Uh, this was one of the landmarks that Auburn told you. She said, go he- head northwest until you hit the river, follow it north a ways, and then you could cut and go nearly straight west. So you hit this river, you start following it, and you eventually get pretty close to uh, what appears to be some sort of clearing. Uh, it looks like a lot of the trees have been like chopped down. Uh, everybody roll a perception check as you get close to this clearing. 21 for Kieran. Okay. Got an eight. Eight for Ulrich, 23 for Aiden. Uh, Frampton is uh, Sorry, was away coming. From the computer. He's coming. AFK. Frampton had put his laptop down. AFK Arena. Deception. Okay. So, everybody except Ulrich. Uh, once you get close to this clearing, you can see a figure standing... Uh, in the distance, I'm uh, trying to think what actually I find. Is it a dragon? Is. No, it looks like uh-huh. it's about 200 or so feet into this clearing, this open area. It's like, uh, like on one side of the uh, one side of the river, there's like the thick forest, but on this side, it's like part of the forest has been cleared, like trees have been chopped down and whatnot. There's a, a pile of logs. Uh, to the side. It looks like this might have been a, a logging camp of some sorts. But you see a figure in the distance. Uh, I would say Kieran and Aiden with uh, rolls in excess of 20. You can see that this figure is armed. Uh, looks like it has uh, a, a bow drawn, some leather armor. Um what do you do? He sees us, or it sees us, whatever it is. One second. Typically, if it's typical Iden fashion, he immediately draws his bow and fires at it. We have zero diplomacy. <laughs> it's, uh, typical. You see that it definitely turns its head in your direction, and it does see you. It rolled a natural 17 on perception. And can what we tell what it is? Is it humanoid? Is it hot? It's definitely humanoid. Uh, it's kind of hard at this distance to tell, like, race, uh, but it's definitely humanoid. Hobgoblin. Medium-sized humanoid. So if it right. sees us, Kieran will kind of put his hands out and say, you see there, friend, we don't mean any harm if you don't mean us any harm. Aiden will draw his bow and shout out, friend or foe? Uh, you shout that out, and the figure immediately starts sprinting in the opposite direction. Oh, you done went and scared it? We kind of had a nice chat, and you went and drew your bow. Hey, what's going Aiden. on? Who are you yelling at? There's some figure up here. 
Didn't get a good look at it, though. Just took off. You think we can catch it? I'm not that fast myself, but if any of you are fleet of foot, maybe we can catch up to it. Maybe he had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> that is a valid point. I wouldn't want to do that in front of strangers either. I do not know what is to be gained. If it is a stranger on his on his path, I hope them well. But we do not need to cross. Curious, just seems isn't odd. Yeah. How far into the Fangwood are we now? You are at this point. Oh, I gotta look at the map to get a good idea of how far you are. Uh, you're about 10 miles. Maybe a little over 10 miles. We're, quite, we're approaching the edge of seeing anyone humanoid would be strange, but people have ventured 10 miles into the Fangwood before for various hunts, right? That's not unheard of. Yeah. And he's... You said this was an old logging camp? It looks like, like it, clearing? because a lot of these uh, trees have been cleared, like you would expect from like a logging camp, and there's a pile of logs in the distance. Right. I would say deeper in, any humanoid shape immediately becomes suspect, and you start wondering, is that range? Like, you start thinking other things. But this close, I mean, there's still some hunters that might live out this way. Mm-hmm. Do you no. give chase, or do you let it get away? I want to hit, Sarah's about to say something. Well, I didn't. I don't know if that's one of your ranger friends. I don't know anything about them, but if you think it might be one of the people we're looking for, maybe we should try to catch up and explain our situation. Did he notice anything green or indicative of the rangers? You, uh, With that perception check, you did see a green poncho. That may be true. All right. We can give chase. Uh, we don't mean them any harm. And... Uh, We'll we'll go to see if we can't find where they were, and then I'll take a, a okay. check for their tracks. They are still in sight. They're just running away from you. This clearing is a very large clearing. They were kind of in the middle of it. You were at one edge. They're running towards the other edge. So they're within sight. If you started chasing after them, like you don't even have to track them. Like You can still see them. Oh. And they're running away from us, and they've got a green poncho. Looks like they have a, a green poncho. Uh, they've got a bow in hand. Does it match the cloaks he found earlier? Looks like it. He'll, uh... Man, he doesn't know any ranger calls. <laughs> not a single one. Not... not any, like Auburn hasn't taught him any of them because all the ones she uses are old. Well, hey... Maybe maybe she's got like a like a pattern that she would use to whistle like a like a bird or something that was like her call. You know what I'm talking about? Maybe she taught him that. Can you try to imitate that sort of that sort of sound or whistle or call or something? Uh, you can do that. Uh, the figure doesn't really stop. Okay. So we're running after it, right? Yeah, I mean, if he, I mean, he tries to do what little he knows, and uh, if it's still running, yeah, we can chase after it. Okay. This reminds me of the time I put a spider in my sister's hair, and they chased me around the courtyard all day. <laughs> it's all in good fun, of course. You enjoy putting creatures in your sister's belongings, don't you? Who wouldn't? <laughs> If you've got two twin sisters that are older than you. 
this is a very funny conversation to imagine as they're both like just yeah we're like totally it. booking it i remember this is definitely friends. like harder than your run that you can have an easy conversation <laughs> yeah okay so you guys are running after this uh figure and you get to like where it was standing like halfway through the clearing uh and roll a perception check as it starts getting closer to the edge sure hope there's not a trap related okay. to um <laughs> aubrey's description of where we expect to find this how how close are we um find you mean the fort yeah you're still a good say, 20 miles pretty from the far fort. away so that red line that red box is like where you guys could be oh i see this now so kieran's hanging behind Aiden. He's following Aiden's lead. Oh, he's gonna let Aiden lead? Ulrich blends right in with the background. <laughs> <laughs> the grass is just taller than him. He's... <laughs> <laughs> you just see his hair, like, above the grass. <laughs> his, his hobbit hair. hair. <laughs> okay. He's not too so, <laughs> you guys are running after this figure and as soon as you get to roughly where it was you guys run and you run by some of these rocks here like this rock in particular and Aiden and Frampton both see out of the corner of their eye another figure hiding behind that rock and as soon as you see it you hear the figure in the distance yell out in do any of you speak goblin I, I do. don't think so. As a okay. matter of fact, I do. Oh, oh everyone speaks goblin. Ah, oh, all right. I speak a little. So, I didn't. I didn't. Is still very rusty, but he speaks a little goblin. So those of you who speak goblin, you hear this figure in the distance yell out, "Now get them!" As a bunch of these guys jump oh. out from behind rocks, and they just appeared out of nowhere. I yeah. shot at. It's an ambush! Oh my gosh! You know, that kind of thing. Exactly like that. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh I hope you're ready to die. Whiny oh, Aiden. No. <laughs> oh no, look out. Oh no. So, they didn't play fair. <laughs> I need everybody to roll initiative. Initiative. I'm going to group these ones together. I didn't group Our... the owlbears, but I'm going to group these guys. We. In you are no light. longer in dim light because this is a clearing. This says uh, sunlight coming in still. We're coming up on uh, nine fifty. Are we uh, playing this encounter out? Uh, I don't think it's going to go all the way. We can either leave the fight for next session, or we can do like a round or two. It's up to you guys. How do you want to go about this? It. We're we're ten minutes out. We could maybe get through like surprise round, but I don't know if you want to stop mid combat. I'll default. I'm good it with whatever. Makes no me difference to me. I think there's a good image to leave it off on yeah, either way. I think okay. narratively it works better to just surprise. Leave it from here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then let me just one second here. So Ulrich got a 14. Aiden got a 12. Uh, Frampton got a 21. Kieran got a 22. 21 and 22. Maybe if they won the initiative and there's like an opening volley, like if an arrow gets loosed, that'd be a good yep. way to lead uh, Frampton did notice this ambush and he 
in the surprise so he does get to act in the surprise round and he would act first but I'll end it with uh, Frampton you see uh, all four of these creatures they pull back their bows ready to loose arrows at the four of you and that is where we will end it and pick it up next week awesome well, what was oh, Frampton's so perception uh, Frampton ruled a 22 perception Oh, there it is. I was missing Nice. That. So are you saying it's been more than five minutes since our last combat? Now, yes. Now, I don't, I don't mean to be such a stickler, but if they are goblins, my initiative or my perception is four higher. Do I get to act in this? No, you, yeah, you're going to act in the surprise round too. Awesome. I do miss that bonus against goblins to my AC. For those yeah, that was... That was you, that was like what a full two, plus two. Yeah. Listen, that's yeah. a lot. For I'm a just train. saying we were very tailored for combat against yeah. goblins, and we are not so much that tailored anymore. Not but so much. Actually, table, thank you for following. Actually, <laughs> sorry you're yeah, catching us. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Finishing thank up. you, everyone. Thank you all of the loyal and any listener who participated today i hope you guys enjoyed it do be sure to check us out on spotify instagram uh-huh. uh itunes everywhere else you find podcasts and follow <laughs> social media thank you everyone Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the adventure as much as we did. If you'd like to watch these sessions performed live, be sure to find us on YouTube or follow us on Twitter at MildlyHeroic. Heroic.